possibility So much more than I get I just haven't met you yet I might have to wait I'll never give up I guess it's half timing And the other half's luck Wherever you are Whenever it's right You'll come out of nowhere And into my life And I know that we can be so amazing And baby, your love is gonna change me And now I can see every possibility mm -hmm. Somehow I know that it'll all turn out And you'll make me work so we can work to work it out And I promise you can't last I've broken my heart so many times I stopped keeping track Talk myself in, I talk myself out I get all worked up, then I let myself down I tried so very hard not to lose it I came up with a million excuses I thought, I thought of every possibility And I know someday that it'll all turn out You'll make me work so we can work to work it out So much more than I get I just haven't met you yet I might have to wait I'll never give up I guess it's half timing And the other half's luck Wherever you are Whenever it's right You'll come out of nowhere And into my life And I know that we can be so amazing And baby, your love is gonna change me And now I can see every possibility mm -hmm. Somehow I know that it'll all turn up And you'll make me work so we can work to work it out And I promise you, kid I'll get so much more than I get Just haven't met you yet They say You make me work 
just I haven't met you yet Oh, I promise you can't To give so much more than I get Just haven't met you yet So birthday yeah. I just haven't met you yet Live! Live! From Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California ToadHopNetwork.com Radio worth watching Radio worth watching Live from the Toad Hop Network at the John Lovitz Theater, this is Laugh It Up with Craig Shoemaker. And action. And action. Hi, everybody. Can you believe it's already been four weeks? It's our fourth week. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, I thought it was our fourth week. It's crazy. We had Rain and Mickey, right? Yeah. And then we had Frank Ferrante, then we had Kelly Carlin. Today we have Suzanne Wong. Yes, all right. And uh, as a matter of fact, we were talking about it with uh, Heidi and Ashley outside of the Toad Hop Network studios here, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, Suzanne Wong. She was from House Hunters." Yeah, and and <laughs> I, I love that show. yeah, did, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ashley said, "Yeah, yeah, I think I know who that is." I go, I said, "Yeah, she's Asian," and she goes, "No kidding." <laughs> and I go. What kind of thing is that to say? She acted like I was an idiot, you know, for clarifying. You know, she could have been married to a Huang. Well, not Wang, by the way. Can you Wong. not see she, your face on the show? No, no, you can see her face. I was trying to clarify. They were trying to figure out who she was. Yeah. She was on Vegas, that show Vegas, but she was also the host of House Hunters. And um, so she was clarifying, and I said, yeah, she's Asian, just to make sure that she knew that that's which, who she was thinking which of. Suzanne right. Huang, yes. you were talking about. Yeah. That's so. Suzanne was that, and she's our guest today in the second hour. Yeah, I actually think this is interesting. She has stage four breast cancer and is making it her bitch. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> she, I think she's doing a one-person show about it, right? Yeah, she has a. She's had a couple. I I hear that she actually reveals a breast on stage. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. You have to pay an extra twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out twenty and put in your teeth. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on, Asian bitch. Let's let's go. <laughs> she was wanting a huge Playboy to do a spread on her. Yeah, so uh, to speak. With her, yeah, with uh, her uh, her breasts. Oh, really? That, uh, but they said no. <laughs> they turned it down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? She pulls it. Out. Right, we'll find out about that. I'm very curious. I do know that the three of us had a reaction to her coming in. You know what the reaction was? Um, all of us. All of us, I am going to admit it right now. I said, I said that I wouldn't do this, but of course I do. All of us, the three of us on this show, are cheater smokers. Closeted smokers. Closeted yeah, we are. So much so that when so Sarah and I first got together, you know, we're touring together, both of us were hiding it from one another because she looks so clean. And I think I pretty much do too. Yeah. No, most Everyone, if they ever see me smoke, which is very rare, I, uh, they, they say, well, you smoke? Because I'm very healthy normally. And we meditate. We meditate. We do all sorts of things. <laughs> I don't know you what meditate, that has to do with smoke. I, yeah, I feel like I you... can say I've never smoked while I meditated. I've done some, some <laughs> other things while I've meditated. I've even masticated while I meditated, but I never. You chewing, don't know what that chewing, word means. Chewing, chewing. Yes, uh, uh, I've chewed uh, during. Uh, I've done everything during. What about and we masturbating? Do, we. I've done that too. That's a form of meditation. It absolutely is. I have made it into that. 
make it very present. Think, Listen, um, you can't be any more one with self than Master <laughs> right? It's true. That, what a way to clear your mind. It's, yeah. Yeah. You just clear it out, and, um, and and we do guided lapidation on here, which we might be doing later. Yeah, I might need with it. With you. I might you, need a little bit of guided lapidation. What do you mean, might? I would say <laughs> So anyway, the three of us are out there at all, tr all getting our smoke in before... A stage four cancer patient uh, comes in. And there's this plaque outside that says, yeah. smoking in tobacco right. may cause cancer. Yeah, it's right. We're smoking, literally blowing smoke on the plaque that says this. I, I make sure not to inhale into my breasts. So, <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I'll have to use that method. I only inhale into my breasts. I was debating whether to even admit it on the air because it really is like a no-no these days. Yeah. I, I grew up, it was the exact opposite. There were everywhere you went, there were ashtrays in people's homes. Yeah. I would, I would make my art project, I would make ceramic ashtrays. <laughs> yeah. That's what I make with a little, the little uh, indentation to put your, your butt or you know the, the burning cigarette. That was the standard Father's Day gift. That was a, well. My father was a pipe guy, so I had to make a big oh, dip, right. like in, in the ceramic thing. He, he smoked a pipe, but my grandmother and grandfather—you just go into the house. And now, if you go anywhere within a mile of someone smoking, you you, you completely you're, yeah. you're sensitive to it. But yeah. you're desensitized. When I was a kid, they were just you know, my grandmother was giving me shotguns. You know, come here. <laughs> That's I don't all. Know what that is? What do you a mean? shotgun? Oh, you, you never smoke pot. Well, yeah, but it's I don't like know you what take you, it's, if you smoke pot, you take the burning joint. Uh -huh. Is this out? Also, I quit smoking pot a long time ago. Well, no, maybe pot we just is call in. it something pot else. Is still in. No, I mean, is <laughs> I don't mean is pot still in. I made a movie about it. You yeah, know, totally. totally you have to go see that movie. But nudity. I yeah, there is nudity in it. I cast every one of them. As a matter of fact, but you Did take you? the joint. And you, uh, I guess, to get more of a high. Not I guess. This is what you did because we had lousy pot back then. And this isn't like in high school and stuff. I sold it too. <laughs> I sold it. You're a drug dealer. I, I, yeah. Thanks for putting it as that. I wasn't a drug dealer. I was trying to make a. I was just trying to. Uh, I was just trying to make enough money to pay for my nickel bag. So it was. It was. So it was. It Wait, didn't cost so it me any lot. money. It was Wait, a nickel what's bag. What's a nickel bag? Really? Is no, that I, out too? Know what that is. Right. No, I know. I know. What that is. You know what a nickel bag is? Yeah. What is it? Well, I mean, it used to cost a nickel, right? But they don't... not a nickel. I'm not. The, I'm not like. From the, I'm not from the twenties. <laughs> it cost you a nickel. You get smoked for three weeks. No, it was. Oh, a, it was, oh, it was a nickel bag of weed. A nickel bag of weed was uh, cost you five dollars. Yeah, and uh, and ours was so such bad weed. You now Philadelphia, what are you going to do? I'd steal it from my grandmother. She grew it. And uh, <laughs> wow! One time, one time, someone stole her plants. Those son of a bitches! I'm calling the police. So you're gonna call the police and tell them your pot plants were stolen? What are they gonna do? Arrest me? So she was so upset yeah. that her pot was stolen, and my stepfather too. So I, uh, so a shotgun is you put the burning side in your mouth, oh, God. and then you put your lips around it, and you go, "Come here, come here," and you blow it into somebody else's mouth wow. and not no wonder this bit in my act doesn't work you guys are puzzled <laughs> uh, yeah because no one knows what that, a shotgun is because I, I used to get them from my grandmother was, yeah that's the part that's sticky i'm picturing you getting one from your, your grandma, grandma would shotgun some weed into you yeah yeah <laughs> wow did she teach you about snow blowing too i don't know what that is i think i think that was uh 
bef- I, after our time. No, I think that that's like a, where you have. I think I'm. A, I think I haven't done this yet. But when somebody comes into into your mouth and then whoa. you like, you know, shotgun them back whoa, into whoa, their whoa, mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wow, that was that. We didn't need to go there. <laughs> this is supposed to be a positive show. This is I, a family show. That, it's not a family show. <laughs> I'm talking about my grandma with the reefer. That's family. Yeah. But uh, no, you you take the ember and you blow it into someone's mouth, and because now it's like heavy duty, it's like a, you're getting a shotgun of of smoke in in your lungs. And it makes you higher. And when you're smoking oregano, which is basically what I gave my people, <laughs> that's what I was dealing. I throw oregano in there. They go, it smells like pizza around here. <laughs> Cut it with allspice, just anything you can find. Anything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were in Florida one time, me and a bunch of comics. Yeah, you have these comic condos. Yeah. And I wanted to get this girl high because I wanted to score. Does, does I, I was literally make, like, make you a little horny? For yeah. girls? Well, I don't know. About well, that. anything helps. I know alcohol does that. Well, you know, I, I, pot does too. Yeah. I was literally scraping the carpet. I think I think I probably <laughs> I, a I was euphemism. Like, I was pull, no, <laughs> no, no, it was not a euphemism. I was pulling out anything I could find on the floor just because to fill the bong because I ran out of pot, but I wanted to score, and I'm like on the floor, literally pulling like little rug remnants and things. I'm just sticking it into the bong, thinking there's got to be some pot in here from the 70s. Eddie Murphy must have smoked in this condo at some point and dropped some. And uh, so I would fill it up, and they had cork walls. I'd pull it off the cork. I was throwing anything. Did it work? They had cork walls in this uh, condo. Did it work? Uh, I scored. Actually, that was one time um, all the rest of the comics, they literally got lounge chairs and watched from outside. It's terrible. I don't know why I'm telling the story. Watched you guys bone? You know, I have, an, I have an agenda here, and that was not on the agenda. I no, write you things didn't write down. That, down. that wasn't part of the. Not one thing we've talked mm. about is what I wanted to discuss today, but it's sort of like it just takes its own little uh, energy, uh, our show. Yeah. So, yes, uh, they watched. I, I still hear about it. How? It's these comics. I can tell you who the mm-hmm. comics were, I still remember them. I'm getting a text from one of them right now. Isn't that a riot? <laughs> Don't say my name. No, the uh, the other comics. We uh, the reason I remember this weekend. It was in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, the comic strip, and we were all just brand new in the business, and we were so excited. Yeah. You know, be on the road and everything, staying in this condo. We love being in this condo, even though it was duct tape furniture. <laughs> it's just the worst place you could ever be, but we loved it, and it was free. You know, we're spring break for free. It was awesome. And we try to get all the girls to come see our show. You know, it's back when you know women actually liked comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and now there was actually, this is when this is when it meant something. You always wore a shirt that said, you know, some comedy club, so that people would stop you. Oh, why do you have that shirt? Well, because I'm performing there this week. I might, wanna, I might throw you down for some tickets. <laughs> and uh, so these guys all watched. And then during the day, we had nothing to do, so we did dares. <laughs> And we would just walk through a mall, and we all did dares. It was uh, Jeff Garvin. I mean, uh, Jeff Garland. You know who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him at uh, the, uh, the UCB. He does a great show he, over there. I don't he, know if he's still doing it. He was, just, he was just starting in the business at the time. And he kept, he kept trying. We were like the guys from New York, and he was living in Florida. And he was trying to impress us. <laughs> he kept coming up with it. I remember he came up with this thing. He kept going, pot pie, pot pie, pot pie. <laughs> Like, just trying to annoy us to the point where pot pie would become part of our vernacular. You know, he just he'd just pop his head in. It, actually, he did it while I was having sex. 
Pot pie, pot pie. <laughs> he, just, he just poked his big head in there and just goes, pot pie, pot pie. So he was there, this guy, John Mulroney, one of the funniest comedians, and Ben Creed, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, we're all there. The three of us are from New York, and Garland's there. As like a, it was like an opening for us. And so we went to the mall. We had nothing to do. And we said, let's just start daring one another. You know, but we were stoned, too. Yeah. So um, my I went first, and my dare was, you know, the fountain in the mall? And yeah. by the way, these are mostly old people. It's Florida. My dare was to swim naked in the fountain. This is during the Shut day. Up. Yeah. So I take my clothes off, and I not only swam, I did like an Esther Williams, like a like a, a breaststroke. Or I wouldn't put my head under the water. You know, I, I have pride. Oh, right. I didn't want to get my hair wet, but I'll get my whole rest of my butt. So I I swam over to them on the other side. You, so you have to swim to us. So I'm doing this this breaststroke with my head out of the water. <laughs> so they stole fountain? they stole my clothes. Oh. And that was the worst part. So I'm running after them in the mall, and uh, and I'm trying was to get my clothes cold? back. I don't remember that part. <laughs> I just remember running like crazy. I got my clothes back. So then it was time for Ben Creed to go. And Ben Creed's dare was um, he wore a dress. He tried on a dress at a really nice gown place. And this guy is like this beefy, hairy chest, hairy chested guy. And it was it, it was one of those you had to be there, and he did it so casually. He just tries it on, and walks into the mall and sets the alarm off. So he's there, no beads or anything. He just had the hair out of this. Purposely set the alarm off? No, he he forgot he that the little thing was on. Oh. Yeah, he forgot the little thing was on because we told him you have to come out of the store and do a little uh, pirouette for everybody, like you're modeling. Yeah. This you know part of the dare is that you don't just try it on and stay in the dressing room. No. We had qualifications for this dare. Yeah. Who had the best dare? So I'd already gone to swimming. He does that, and he comes out with this, you know, plunging neck neckline with his, <laughs> his chest. And he did it with a straight face. We were losing it laughing. People are looking at him, and then he sets the alarm off. So we run out of there. So now we're out of there. He puts his clothes back on. I have my clothes back on. And what was Garland's? Jeez, I can't remember. Maybe he'll call us one of these days. Maybe I'll have him on the yeah. show. Uh, He's the guy. He, he plays Jeff on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Mulrooney's was, we went to like a CVS, and he buys condoms. Yeah. And, he, and he pays for them. And then he says to the cashier, he goes, do you have a pen? And she goes, what? Are you going to autograph it for me? <laughs> and he goes, just give me a pen. And he blows up the condom into a balloon, and he pops it. And he goes, my dick would shred through this thing. And he gives, and he gives him back. He goes, give me my money back. <laughs> so that was his dare. I don't, he just wow. came up with it. And he also put a doll, a, the, the head of a doll in his big mouth. He, like, <laughs> swallowed a doll at the cash register. Wow. What was Garland's? I can't remember his. All right, I'm going to find, find out. That's not on my list of things to get to. Suzanne oh. Wong just texted me, and I was nervous that she just heard our cancer spot. and was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you guys are sm She didn't. She was talking By the way, she's coming in. Here. I cleaned up, though. Did you guys clean up? I, I did the gum, and I, I, I put soap all over me. So when she hugs me now, it's going to be a soapy, a little soapy smell. Are we going to try to quit smoking? I That would be a great idea. I am, a, as you know from my last story, I'm a big dare guy and a big bet guy. Oh. Yeah. If you guys bet me... I will. Ooh. I will quit smoking. All right. Now I, I have to understand. I don't smoke that much. You I know that, and you don't either, right? Mm -mm. You smoke that electric cigarette. I have to tell you, you look like a psychopath. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
It's just, she just she just starts puffing on this thing, and the smoke's coming out, but you can't Here, smell I'll it. I'll show you guys right now. It's an electric cigarette. It's uh, blueberry flavored. It gives me a shot of nicotine. It's great. It's like a hookah with uh, gives right. you some nicotine. Oh, things have changed. I, I used wonder... to buy I used to buy Count Blueberry cereal. Now you're smoking blueberry cigarettes. <laughs> Oh, look at that. You did it into the camera. I wonder yeah. if in the future they'll remember why those light up at the end. Like, why like, they? Well, yeah, because oh. it's like a. Because <laughs> there's sim- not a real flame. Yeah, it's like, why do these light yeah, up? There's is... no reason for that. That's actually a very good point. Yeah. But that's... you could just suck on a stick if that's the case. I mean, yeah. what, well, so anyway, do you guys think you can do this bet? You, you want to do this with me? Because I, think... I really don't like. I don't like having to hide all the time. You know, See, with Suzanne's I don't coming want in to and get and, heavy. And, and, that's the reason. Yeah, that's the re- yeah. It's so lame. I don't want to gain weight. That doesn't happen. So, in it other words, every single <laughs> every single time you're lighting up, you're going it's for be, my body. <laughs> I'd, be ha- I'd be having a sandwich now. Is yeah, that what it is? It, it's replacing no, because I don't even calories? think about food very much now these days, and I don't because wanna, you smoke. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, and I've uh, I'm I'm that skinny girl now, but I'll tell you, I haven't always been. What does your hot boyfriend think of the smoking? Oh, we I don't smoke except for this, like, but very really? often. He and I will occasionally, but I don't really. So th- I just I outed you? He's going to listen to the show and I just outed you? No. He doesn't know that you smoke real ciggies? Every once in a while he knows. He knows. It's fine. Like, uh... <laughs> Every once in a while he knows. The rest of the time you're lying. <laughs> you, know, no, you know what I don't I like about your smoking is it's menthol and I'll never bum one from you. Right. It drives me crazy. <laughs> what are you, Lucretia? Yeah, I did quit. I quit for. I I still have quit, but I do occasionally have one, which I feel bad about because I know it's like a self-esteem thing. Why would we choose to kill ourselves? And that's probably coming right. from self-esteem subconsciously. But let me just say that we all think, and I imagine you do too. And Joel, you don't smoke much either, right? No. Uh, I think we just go into denial because we don't smoke much and we're not considered smokers. Mm-hmm. Like when they when they take a survey, if you're doing insurance, oh, I, you no. guys are so young, you probably never even did this. No, yeah, I, I <laughs> insurance. <laughs> insurance. What's I have car insurance. No, I have to do like life insurance. You know, I'm a dad and all that and a husband. Because you have, you have an income. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> There's just something to hand down. <laughs> Well, I let me. Who am I going to give my barrettes to? My barrette collection, <laughs> <laughs> or my Brita water you're, filter? You're, oh, you have a Brita water filter. No, I want to be don't. on that I list. Wish, okay. I wish. Oh, you don't even have that. <laughs> no. yeah, things happen when you become older, where you have to do these responsible things. I don't know how my life went from smoking weed to pulling weeds, <laughs> <laughs> but somehow it happened in a flash. So I fill out these forms, and they say. Smoker, non-smoker. I always put non-smoker, right. and then they do a blood test. So I have they to do really a blood quit. Test? Yeah, I have to re- Yeah, they come over and they they poke you and prod you and do your blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. How far back does that go? Like how long ago could you have had a cigarette? I think they said three weeks or something like that. I always stop because it, it isn't that big of a deal for me to stop. And when I do shows, that's when I really uh, want to smoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before and after the shows, it's like my little. It's kind of a fun ritual. It's my. It's a little ritual, mm-hmm. and it's a little ritualistic. It's a. It, it, you know. It's. I don't consider it that big of a vice because I do it so little. Yeah. And I'll go days without, especially when I'm with my family all this for the next couple weeks. Yeah. Because we're performing in town. Sarah's opening for me. Yep. Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa. Get your tickets now, and that's uh, this Thursday through Saturday. And then the Canyon Club in my neighborhood. I really can't smoke there. Right. <laughs> like, you know, Little League coaching and all that. Is It'll, your wife listening right now? Does she know? She doesn't listen to this. Ah. <laughs> just, she's had enough of me. No, is she listening? No, she doesn't. You know what she does all the time? Take she, care of your baby. She just takes, that's what she does. 
<laughs> not only does she take care of him, I stay in touch with her through Facebook, which is ridiculous. Facebook. Facebook. It's ridiculous. I'm uh, like I'm seeing. It's all she does is post photos and, and videos of him. That she does, loves this Instagram too. She does the Instagram and then videos. So I'm on the road, and this is how I stay in touch. I go, how about Skype? <laughs> how about like a little personal thing instead of just sharing this with everyone? How about Skype me, and so I can talk to Jackson? Yeah, that's one thing that and I, the other kids. Yeah, not sure about Facebook is like because I feel like we kind of use it as a place to just post everything about our lives, where it's almost become a, a diary. Yeah, it's getting a little much. I I don't do that. I I try to entertain people when I do it. Yeah, we, like I tell them, you know what people? Do you ever notice what people gravitate towards when they comment or press like? Yeah, it's usually humiliation mm-hmm. or if you ask for advice. Right. So if, if we ask for advice on this smoking thing, I am telling you, it will light up. <laughs> it, it will light up if you just post that. Like I had pink eye last week. All of a sudden, everyone's a doctor. <laughs> Oh, it's conjunctivitis, and you got it from this. They told me where I got it. It was that pillow in Virginia Beach. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's a, people love to give advice. And I actually like it because then you don't have to go to Google. I have so many friends on Facebook, uh, you know, 5,000 max on the personal, and then the other one's got uh, almost 13,000. Yeah, 13. yeah so that, and by the way, I encourage people to go there and go to our our Laugh It Off podcast. Laugh it off podcast. On Facebook. There we only have 400 and something, so you have a 1 in 400 chance of winning tickets to a show near you. Yeah. you just All you have to do is go to the, there and sign up, and we're going to, by the end of today's show, we will pull your name out of, the last time we tried to give away a $1,000 watch, we'll still do that. Yep. But it, apparently they didn't bribe them enough to well, sign up on the stinking, there's too many pages, that's what it is. Yeah. And everyone's soliciting you to be on their page. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that I... I have a really weird list of celebrities that they tell me I should be friends with. It's the weirdest <laughs> list. It's so arbitrary. I, I have no idea where it's coming from. Aaron Moran is supposed to be my friend, according to... You know who that is? No. no. It's Joni from, from Happy Days. <laughs> so, apparently, I'm supposed to be friends with Joni from Happy Days. I guess when you're a celebrity, you do have celebrity friends because you have think, people in common that they say, friend that person, because that doesn't yeah. really happen to me, like where there's a lot of celebrities. You don't, you don't I get... I mean, I get friend requests, but it's like, so, like, you're, like your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend, you guys have mutual friends, you should be friends. Well, they would know that because his ex-girlfriend uses, uh, oh no, it's a, a girl that he acted with. Her oh. profile photo is kissing your boyfriend. Right. That's yeah. got to do something for the Miss Self-Esteem over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to really give you a good kick in the skirt. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that because I do, I struggle with jealousy kind of. That's my thing. Like, that's my over, that's yeah. my thing that I need to overcome. So I'm like trying to filter on, because fa- Facebook is so tough for relationships, I think, like with the jealousy, because you're always like seeing, oh, he likes some girl in a like shirt that's going to a football game, but like her boobs are popping out and she's giving you that pouty face. And it's like, yeah, she he totally likes the football game part of this. So it's like... <laughs> And I know that that's inappropriate, but then, you know, you have mutual friends and like they, my boyfriend's a little, you know, they have like, like every friend he has, he's made out with whatever. That's fine. So I'm like, <laughs> seriously, no, I don't know. No wonder he's never given me a friend request. <laughs> that's the one to make out with me. It's my cigarette breath. Or maybe he's waiting for you to friend request him. But anyway, so he has this, uh, this friend, they're lovely friends. They've been friends for a while. They made this video of them you know this like music video and they're making out in the entire video and now she like posted as her profile picture a picture of them kissing and uh and then she posts on my wall and she's like hey you guys should stop in you know travel through town say say at my house and all i see is a picture of them kissing 
And I'm wondering, can I, like, how do I respond to that? Like, is it appropriate to be like, yeah, we could stop by, but change your Facebook profile picture first? <laughs> like, now, do you want to put it out to the listeners out here? Yeah. Maybe they can call us or Facebook us yeah. and give us the ha, answer. Ha, laugh it off. Yeah, or is tweet that? It. Yeah, ha, 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 laugh it off. Yeah. They could go there and actually get, people love to give advice. Right. I would love to hear, how do I respond to that? Is that inappropriate? Is that my jealousy coming over? Or is it? Is oh, they'll that, let you know. They'll yeah. let, they, they let you know. Yeah. People love humiliation, too. That's the other thing they're attracted to energetically. I did one the other day. I you know, I was just doing a whole bunch of them. I was just responding to people, and I put in the wrong box. I, this woman said something about her uh, child did something. I go, sweet. I just wrote sweet. And I accidentally, <laughs> and, you know, and I thought that was really good. You know, I was just saying, responding to, like, congratulations. I just put sweet, you know. and uh, But I put it in the wrong box. I put it under somebody's post about their dad is about to die. <laughs> oh. I put sweet, oh. and I didn't catch it. <laughs> you can delete, you know. I know, but I didn't catch it until it already got up there. And then I went. I was like, I was. I had two hours sleep. I was just really. But people love that one, you know. They they, they love when you make mistakes. I just I, I didn't. Sometimes you get on a little roll and you start typing things, and I I find that people are attracted to certain things on Facebook. It's odd. Now, there was one positive that they I had the most ever. Like, it, it came close to my birthday, which, by the way, that really annoys me. <laughs> uh, first of all, it? I don't like my birthday anyway. Oh. Not the day. It's like, I don't have anything against November 15th, but I don't, I'm not a big birthday celebrator. Mm-hmm. So when that comes, and everybody comes out of the closet, even people you don't know, and you haven't heard from them all year, hey, happy birthday. Now, Codependent boy, King Cody, has to respond to all those 500 birthday wishes. You know, I, I don't like that. I know they're being nice, but anyway, I had a congratulations the other day. I had a big announcement. Did you see that? Yeah, the Showtime Yeah, show. my yeah, Showtime special got picked up. I'm very excited about retweeted that. retweeted that for you. Oh, Suzanne is, Suzanne is texting. Oh, my God. I hope she's not saying, uh, you stink like cigarettes. I'm not coming in. <laughs> Suzanne's texting me a whole bunch of times here. Yeah, I just got a couple, too. Uh-oh, to I hope she's out. on her way. Well, she'll be here the next hour. In this next half hour, are, are we taking phone calls? We are. Yeah. Phone calls about Facebook. Let's get into it. What's appropriate, what's not appropriate? What's appropriate on Facebook? What are you tired of seeing on Facebook? Tired of being poked? Tired of being invited to things? You have no interest in mafia wars? Wish you were poked <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Yeah, what annoys you about Facebook? Uh, what do you like about Facebook? What are you energetically drawn towards? Uh 888-520-4374. It's the Laugh It Off podcast with uh, Craig Shoemaker. That would be me. And we have Sarah Sweet and Joel Geist. Hello. And we have a lot more coming up. And Suzanne Huang is coming up in the last hour. Uh, I'll read my text to make sure that's going to happen. <laughs> All right. See you in a little bit. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. If you haven't been listening to Joey Medina, it's funny because I've, yeah, I've heard some of your shows and I hear him and, he, and I picture more of a leave it to Beaver like, gee, Wally, well, she wants me to do the third input and I don't want to feel like a freaking thing, kind of creepy on it, kind of never had in a well, I'm like 20 years old. Hey, you goof, you just lube it up and stick it in. Well, I don't know, Joey. You're trying to get me to take a shuttle bus to a swingers club or whatnot. First, I got to send a picture of myself and a girl. Well, I don't know. 
I just called somebody a Negro. <laughs> Joey Medina, Thursdays at 8 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Did you like that song? Yeah. Too like Much Tube, song. Too Young. You know who that is? Sun 60. They were my favorite group in the 90s. Sun 60. I brought them in for you guys. Turn them on. We like Turn them. you on to my music from the 90s. So, uh, we're like on I, the... I like it for what we're talking about. Too Much, Too Young, Facebook, it's too much. It is too much. Facebook can be too much. Yeah. So but uh, so, but unfortunately, uh, I asked for the calls. I don't know if they're posting on our Facebook, but 
it's so I was saying what people are attracted to. It's it's very odd. Maybe we needed to have them be an expert or something. Did we pose the question as an expert? I even asked people what they would like us to talk about on the show. Yeah, I had one response, <laughs> and that was like nineteen hours ago. Well, see, that's the other Jody thing Jody Bender from Philadelphia. My friend Jody, she she wrote what she would like to uh, us to talk about, and no one else. I not even some of my. Uh, not even Melissa wrote. No, Melissa, she's awesome. By yeah, the way. she is awesome. That's she, one of the other things about Facebook, though. When it's too open ended, I think people that's a pressure of like they don't want it. But when it's something really specific and they can yeah. just be clever real quick, like okay. That's what, all right. So so we have. All right. So that one didn't work. All right. So we're we're just feeling our way here. Yeah. How about people come up with the dare, not the dare, but the bet. What should the bet be for us not smoking? Yeah. Call us now <laughs> <laughs> at eight hundred eight 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 five two zero. Four three seven four. A lot of people don't listen live, also. Where they download it later. They download it later, so now they're frustrated because they're going. I have ideas. I'd like to call, but too late. Okay, <laughs> you have so to call next week. I want to get your advice on this. So it depends. Yeah. So this is David posted on our laugh it off. So it, I think it's public. And since I already this David, is David, David, this is David, David your boyfriend. boyfriend. And just to recap, you have basically <laughs> outed a situation because you wanted to clear the space. You wanted to have a guided lapidation. You wanted to get through this in a healing way which is what we try to do on our show, mm -hmm. this uh, sort of um, resentment that you might be carrying about, yeah. uh, I know you want to soften it, but that's what the word is. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, about that this woman who worked in a film with him had a kissing scene. And they're and she, great friends. And they're great friends. It and it's at, They didn't ever date. So this is what he said. So the, there's a photo of them kissing. It's her profile picture. Her profile photo. That yeah. is of them kissing. And I guess he played a character. I don't know, Bruce Springsteen or something in this. Mm -hmm. And uh and then he says his response on our page is, uh, it depends on the context of the photo. She and I never dated. She's married. And the kissing picture is still a shot from the music video we did together. Right. So he might be when a was little the, pissed at me. When was <laughs> the, when, maybe he needs to do a guided lapidation right now. Sarah's so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> So you do you have uh, you have jealous tendencies? Am I right? I'm going to put my doctor hat on now. Yeah. Right? Okay. I'm Doctor Shoemaker. Checking. All in. right. Ugh. So you have some jealous tendencies. I do. Now, what do you think that that is that stems from? Probably a lack of self worth. Lack of <laughs> self worth. Probably not feeling like I'm enough, or that I want more attention, or well, that. What more do you do? What more do you need to do to build up that self worth? What do you think you need to do? It's not going to come from him. It's not going to come from any outside source. You know that, right? Right. Okay, so what do you plan on doing about this jealousy? Jealousy is only what you think. It's like the fun that you think they're having. or it's that, That's what jealousy yeah, that, is. But if you actually check in with the people. What yeah, my what, friend always calls it FOMO. Yeah, fear of missing out. And mm -hmm. you think, so in that case, so you mm -hmm. see this profile photo. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're like, you're you're naked in bed with the guy in the photo. <laughs> so <laughs> that should be enough for you. <laughs> right, but, that's why yeah. so so it, like what kind of what kind of fomo do you think is going on when you see this this photograph of an actor in a film with a friend and she posts it because it's a fun looking photo what so what could that do to you to your self-esteem come on sarah you can do it what can it do to myself i and you and you say it like that and i realize that that it's, it's probably crazy like that it's i shouldn't be feeling that way <laughs> and well, there's another thing that i have to apologize for <laughs> yeah just put it on the list um yeah on uh my overreactions of things that i yeah that i can't 
I, I wish I didn't. I wish that that didn't bother me. I mean, would people call in and tell me, would you be bothered by a picture of Mika, like, kissing somebody else? And I'm not super bothered by it. I understand it. But if somebody had that as their profile picture, okay. I posted a message on your face to see them kissing, would you be a little bit like, okay, that feels awesome? Well, it's, it's kind of like tagging. You want them at least ask you. Yeah, yeah, but right? I mean, it has nothing like, to do uh, with the people me. that tag and post on my wall. Like it's like graffiti to me. I have to take it down. I feel bad taking it down, but it's like I may, I have a choice on my wall, don't I? Can't you just private message me and say, "Hey, would you mind if I post this?" And uh, especially if it's political, oof, yeah. I am. I can't stand reposts from somebody else, like a pundit who wrote something, his opinion, mm. and then so now we're supposed to accept this as truth. And it's not personal. It's just reposting. It's so unoriginal. Mm. I like original posts. I, you, you'll very rarely see me repost something unless it's something encouraging or or inspirational. Yeah. You know, like today I posted something about laughing. You mm -hmm. know, and it was from someone else's photograph. But I mean that that's not like hey, read this article. This guy says it like it is. He thinks Obama's the worst president in history. So therefore, it's it's right. And I'm going to put it on your wall to share it with everyone. No, ask me. Ask me, ask me what I think of what the person wrote. And if the person writes something personal, I'm much more like if the person met Obama <laughs> or or was affected by yeah. something, I can have, I, I, I might allow that mm -hmm. because it's, it's a personal relationship. But when you're just, you know, reposting, it's like, where's your originality? Where's your, your, your sense of pause or your thought or your critical thinking on, on this? Rather than just, ah, I'm just going to blast that out there, and you know, because I, I kind of like what this person said. It just, it just doesn't ring to me. And that's the whole Facebook thing and, and the whole social network. I'm not so sure it's great for for us. I mean, I, I miss the days where I just put up some flyers and said I'm performing <laughs> down the street, <laughs> right? You know, or made some phone calls. But it's it's starting to get impersonal. I have an old friend of mine. It's actually begging me to put, to follow him on Twitter. That's <laughs> just the weirdest thing. It's like he keeps texting me, and then all right, I'll get around to it. You know, but you know, you're asking me. It's kind of like when I joined the fraternity. It's like you're buying friends. Yeah. Do you ever feel like your self worth comes from how many people will like something that you put or comment on it? Like you were talking about. You asking me, or are you putting it out to the audience? For you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you? And then ab about how many friends that you have? A lot of people say, "Oh, I need more friends. I want to be more popular really? on Facebook." Yeah. Do you, I mean, you said you asked what their topic ideas were and one person posted that like surprised were... me because i get a lot of action mm -hmm. especially on the personal page and on the like page i get some action as well but it's it's about unusual things a lot of people <laughs> believe it or not they like when i post uh, photos of my family which is odd to me but i guess if that's what they like that's a nice thing to like though i mean that's... That, it, that it, though, there are some nice things the, the showtime announcement you know uh, showtime is, has picked up my special i'm very excited about yeah, it It'll be out in november awesome. And uh, just in time for my birthday. So now don't <laughs> don't congratulate me on my birthday. Congratulate me. I, I taped it last year, and I really like it. And uh, so anyway, they picked it up. So I got a lot of response from that and a lot of likes, like over 200-some likes. Yeah. And you don't even have 200 friends. No, I'm kidding. Because I'm kidding. <laughs> I said that as a joke because that's people think that it's like a big deal. I don't care that I I actually am trying to get rid of people to make room for – uh, exchange. I like exchange and communication. I think that's what we need to do more of in this country anyway. We need to exchange and talk to people. Someone was making fun of me the other day, Rich Aronovich, who I tour with, because I have this big thing. Look me in the eye. 
I, that's my big thing. And it seemed like I said it like four times in a row, too. That guy can't look me in the eye. And my ex is the same way. She won't ever be in a room with me. She acts like it's because I'm some abuser. Yeah. That's, her, that's her big claim. You know, in the meantime, no, you just you just know that I know the truth and you're not going to look me in the eye. Right. And that's why there's these attacks happen from her, you know, brothers or whatever, because they don't want to believe anything but what she's telling them. So I always say to people, just look me in the eye, you know, just tell me the truth. So I had one with Rich the other day because um, I was on stage and he was having sex in the uh, in the dressing room. <laughs> I said, look me in the eye. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I've been touring with him for a year and a half, and he to- he totally had sex and 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 didn't stop. It's like we had two shows, both shows. I, apparently, the first show wasn't enough because I do a long show, so he had a long time. <laughs> I guess there's nothing else to do. There's a TV back there. That's the traditional method of of waiting between shows. But he had sex. But here's the best part: he got caught by the owner because he didn't realize the owner has a key to the dressing room. So he was. I don't really picture Rich getting a lot of like action. Yeah. Well, maybe that he's making up for. Yeah. <laughs> he's making up. For, she was a fly-in, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, he flew her in, or she flew in, and uh, wow. to Detroit. We're in Detroit this weekend. <laughs> but I, I mean, you can't wait till you get back to the hotel. It's it's that it's that level of horny, I guess. Did you tell so him the to owner, look him in the eye when he was doing it? No, not when he was doing <laughs> it. Oh, that's what I pictured. <laughs> <laughs> that, is that what that sounded like? Yeah. Like, no. like you're Rich me in the eye. Sometimes that's the problem when you when you when you're a performer or whatever. You say things. I guess it, because it's in my mind and I have the visual of what happened in the look me in the eye conversation. And you guys are still with the sex and still thinking yeah. that I'm saying. Look, if you're gonna get head, I want you to look me in the eye <laughs> while you're doing. And, and tell me how it feels. No, I. <laughs> I no, it was like the pot pie thing. Like you were poking your head in the room while it was happening. Pot pie, pot pie. Pot pie, pot pie. Look me in the eye, pot pie. Well, he was, so he couldn't wait. And then owner, the owner who he actually was auditioning for because he wants to go back. And he th- he said, I hope he doesn't remember me from years ago, from this bad set that he had and this whole, he had this whole story you know, and I was like the I was like the man of the festival, and then this thing happened, Katrina, and I walked up on stage and I bombed, and he was a judge, and he had all this thing, and then I went up to Mark, the owner of the club. I go, yeah, this guy Rich is opening for me. He goes, Rich, you know, I go, Ronovich, and, and I go, you met him before. He goes, I have no clue. He had no idea. Yeah. He had no idea that he ever seen him before. So Rich had this big thing built up. So I'm going, now Rich, it's fresh with him. Well, now it sure is. I said that he'll remember. He's not going to remember any set, any bomb set you had. But I walked in for the first time in 30 years of comedy that he walked in on someone having sex in his dressing room. He's going to remember that. Uh. <laughs> and and his excuse was they were literally trying to put their clothes on. His, his shirt was backwards because Mark told me the whole story. <laughs> his shirt was backwards. And, and she was behind the door like Boo Radley from... <laughs> From uh, she's just frozen like Boo Radley from To Kill a Mockingbird. She's like naked or something. And he he says he said he goes we're we're talking about uh, a science experiment or something. Like where do you come up with that? He goes I don't know what else was I going to say a science experiment. He goes that's what we're talking about. We're discussing. We're discussing. So anyway, that was uh that, that was it. but I was talking to him about honesty and about looking people in the eye and that was that was yeah because when uh, you're not telling the truth you can't look somebody in the eye that's the minute you want to go down when you can't own something about what you're saying 
You know, I have to share this with you. One of the greatest things of my life is being honest. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, once I really got to that, because, you know, when I tour with these comics, uh, I really do see you see the little subtle lies and stuff like yeah. that. And I remember that that's what it was like. You like make up stories and, you know, especially yeah. when you're trying to promote yourself and things. And And the irony of it is, is the more I get away from that, you know, like it's bragging basically. It's just that's, you know, when you're trying to tell people who you are. So that, so my honesty, I, I think my act has never been better because, and my life has never been better from being honest. And it's like humility, mm. which is a, a really nice thing to possess is humility because we're all, we're all one on this planet. We all screw up. We all have those feelings of jealousy. So yeah. why not admit it and get it out there? There's no hiding it. And the people that hide it, I don't want their lives. I have, I come from that, my family. Oh boy, everything's about the image. And the irony is if you ever talk to any of their friends, all their friends know that they're phonies. Right. <laughs> the, you know what I mean? It's like everything's about the outside, but they, they don't understand that people know it anyway. They always know the truth. When you so, started telling the truth or being, that became really important to you, was it a hard transition? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, and stand up as well. It's like to really get down to the, to the organic stuff, the really true stuff. I stopped watching comedians. I did that really? intentionally. Yeah, I had to. How long Be ago? Because you absorb things, and then you get labeled as a hack and a thief and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I went, no, just don't watch anybody. Then nobody can say anything. And make everything personal and humble and tell stories about what really happens to you. And no one can take that from you. You know, no one can you know, create a life that's based on your life. They can right. try, but it's on, it's not sustainable. But what how, is sustainable is when you're honest. How do you deal with people then being offended by you telling personal honest stories? Because I'm sure that oh. I told a personal honest story about something that I'm struggling with, and I'm I'm going to get shit for it. I guarantee it. Like, I can't believe you said that because I actually, if this is my next transition, is I'm having a hard time with that. As a matter of fact, that was what I put out as my Facebook topic. Yeah. Is how do you do comedy and live in a conscious spiritual world? Yeah. Because comedy all comes from you know pain, resentment, anger, frustration, and things like that. I I'll be honest with you now. I had a I had a weird like epiphany type thing. I was watching a documentary, and it was about a guy that I've made fun of for years. Wow. And um, I came to the point where I'm going, ooh, wow, that's not settling right with me. Yeah. So now what am I going to do with that? I might I don't know. I'm going to have to work this out. Magic Johnson, you know Magic yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I do a really funny story, and I, I know that it's funny, because yeah. everyone thinks it is, about me being on his show and being fired. But in the meantime, um, I know for a fact that, you know, some people in his camp are really pissed off about it. Yeah. You know, I've been telling the story for 11, 12 years, but it's a funny story no matter how many times you hear it. And I actually watched the documentary for the first time and went... Ooh, there's someone on the other side of this story. Well, yeah. how do you handle then that perspective? Because that's one thing that I struggle with as a com like a comedian. You say something that you resent. Like if, if I put out jealousy in right. six months, I'm not going to be jealous anymore, and I'm going to regret having ever said on stage no. these comments. No, you would not regret it. I do because it's part of your process. That's part of your yeah. healing. That's part of your letting go. That's that's. But in front you know, of there's, a lot there's of stages people? of grief. There's stages of, of recovery. There's all stages. You have to start somewhere, and it starts with the honesty. It starts with the admission, but do you and have then the willingness to, be to take care of it in front of hundreds of people. 
do I have to be? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like yeah. I, I'm well, sure. Well, if I don't, I don't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, the, yeah, it's it's a tough question. And I actually, you know, people want to call up about that eight 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 five two zero four three seven four. Maybe they can have some some perspective on that. Maybe even a comic, because that is a, that's a, a tough one for me. It's like, what do you say? You know, that's not going to cross the line. You know, I thought that about uh, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's I, so her thing though is not editing herself. I got that, but yeah. it's all about them. Almost all of her act is about these people that she's that's quote true. unquote yeah, gossiping about, right. which gossip is also a killer. I mean, mm-hmm. that's also something that's it's not going to be. By the way, this is a good segue into Suzanne Wong because yeah. she also is someone who's on a on a conscious, you know, spiritual path, and she's obviously she's dealing with uh, stage four cancer, breast cancer, and uh, so. I'm sure she's going to have a lot to share about this. Yeah, because and she's very transparent. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> that sounds like that, that movie, Cellophane. I'm Mr. Cellophane. Oh, we have a call? Let's see who it oh, is. I love it. Let's see who it is. But somebody. Hello? Oh, we have a call. Hi. Uh, somebody. Uh, I, I, you have to turn your radio down. I, I, oh, sorry about that. That's my bad. <laughs> Hey. Hi. Oh, sorry about that. Still turn it down. <laughs> We're hearing an echo. Maybe this can count as two callers. Can you turn your radio down? Who is it? All right, call back another time. Oh, I've, I've got it now. Is this any better? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. I hit the wrong button. Yeah. This is Craig, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? All right, this is Rev Kev. Hey. Um, I don't okay. know if you remember me from Facebook I do. I know you. Uh, yeah, I, I know you very well. Rev Kev. <laughs> I, I, he posts a lot. And by the way, he posts things that I like. He's always original and inspirational and, and personal and honest. All the things we're talking about, Rev Kev. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> so so you, uh, he's actually a personal uh, friend on Facebook. He's on a nice. personal page. And uh, so we've had some exchanges. 5, and he's honest with me, and I'm honest, and stuff like that. So, so what? Now, what's your take on this? Well, the the problem with honesty that I've seen in my <laughs> profession, I guess you could say, <laughs> he's a reverend. Is, is when when I uh, tell a story about how um, somebody did some great work in the church or something like that. If if you make it too personal, well, then you're really lifting that person up and pushing others aside. On the flip side, when you get to be honest about how somebody in your previous church did this and did that and how wrong they were, um, mm. it takes a lot of caution because then you find out, well, so-and-so is related to so-and-so who lived in that yeah. town. and <laughs> You don't want to name names. Right. You can't name names. Yeah. But then if you're, if you're so honest or so open about it, people tend to say, yeah, I, I heard about that crash. Yeah, I know what happened to that crash or mm-hmm. that death or that funeral or or that birth or something like that. And I've even told a story that I thought that nobody would know. And someone walks up and says, I know the girl you're talking about. And all oh. I could think mm. is, geez, I'm glad everything was nice about what I said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the- that's the problem. Try being a comic. Yeah. Because we're going for punchlines, and, and punchlines come from pain, and it, it exactly. comes from, you know, some form of attack sometimes. So, yeah, so, so what happens when you're, I mean, that's what I like about when I look at your posts on Facebook, and you mentioned your, uh, how you tend to get more likes when you put pictures of your family. Yeah. What, what it means 
for me personally is it shows that you're not just that uh, professional who, like you guys were saying the for, before uh, or last week when you were talking about the good famous people or the bad famous oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the cooler fools, yeah. Yeah, the cooler fools. Um, yeah. You know, you, you become a cool because this is you, this is your family. Um, even I, when I've you've put a quote on Facebook and I I stop and think that would work great in one of my sermons and I write to you Yeah, he steals my stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he uses me in church. Steal. Hey I listen. Permission. If they if they <laughs> if they're putting extra money in a collection plate, I want a commission. <laughs> I need money. Today's tax day and I am broke. Tithing. I'm wondering if my ex-wife's uh, attorney can be a dependent for me. Because <laughs> the money I've given <laughs> So, so I, uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, re, I guess you're reposting in your sermons <laughs> some of my <laughs> it, posts. It, it, it and it says I am the only the only fear that I've had though. Speaking, going back to the honesty is, mm-hmm. you know, people tend to be so judgmental when there's no reason to be. Yeah. So I'm waiting for someone to walk up, going, "You quoted some comedian named Craig Shoemaker." What's this Love Master deal? <laughs> and then, then the reverend has to go, yeah, baby, yeah. yeah. I'll show you the altar, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. This ain't yeah. no false idol, baby. You can worship any time. Oh, exactly. yeah. I'm the love be master. Real careful. I'm the love reverend, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, and, but see, you can get away with saying that. <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> Well, the the good news about the Love Master, and thanks for your call, by the way, Rev Kev. I'll see you on Facebook. Hey, take care. All right. Thank you, brother. Bye. Uh, the good thing about, uh, what was I saying? About, uh, about the Love Master is I'm not making fun of anyone. Right. You know what I mean? There's no one that can be offended. But when I talk about my family, which is, that's what that's the rich stuff to me. Mm-hmm. This is my background. You know, you have people that, uh, that, while my mom, my sister, and my dad all don't speak to me. Really? Yeah, none for years. My dad, because my dad, not too long ago. My dad, I couldn't get it out of him because I didn't really want to hear it because he was trying to. When I met with my dad uh, the last time, mm-hmm. and I had my two sons with me and stuff, and, and you know, I'm trying to bond with him and stuff. You know, I never lived with him growing up, and uh, just for like one summer, one time. But uh, I was trying to have this bonding with him, and he was getting these resentments out. He he had something he wanted to tell me, and I kept insisting, no, not now. We're not going to do this now. And uh, and I it might have been about me talking about him on um, on stage or or elsewhere. Yeah. I don't know. He, he seemed like he had something he wanted to get out, but I didn't let it happen. <laughs> My dad was going to sue me over a joke and grant like yeah. He, uh, so we oh, haven't really? talked for two years. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't so. talked to him for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you I, see people the pain and <laughs> laugh it off? Do you see? <laughs> it's not easy being a comedian. But it, for it, your entertainment and, pleasure, we have to lose our families. <laughs> We should have a laugh it off about that. It's good thing Mika doesn't listen. <laughs> See, that's no. why you guys have a great relationship. That is the one thing I got to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm not bragging, but I, she's the greatest. I have zero fear of sharing any single thing about her, anything whatsoever. Because she won't care, huh? No, does Even not if it's care. Terrible, terrible. She won't care. Nope. She's just that type of person because she knows who she is, and that's what I'm talking about. She's the most honest person I've ever met in my life. Wow. And it's wonderful to gravitate towards that energy. If you are that honest, you have nothing to hide. And therefore, because we're all humble and admitting these things, that's what makes you have a better time. Makes you have a better time, makes you laugh more. 
you have you're not as uh, obsessed with you know image and the outsides and stuff like that. It's all about your insides. So uh, Inside. so that's not a that's not a tough that's not a tough go with her. Now the bummer is. She gives me no pain. I have nothing to put on the stage. <laughs> that's pissing me off. I'm like, can, you, no can you screw up or something? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, but I have plenty with my ex. Anyway, we're going to uh, come back uh, after the break. I, I think that music means we're taking a break. Yes, it does. And uh, plus, Joel was winking at me, and I know he's not flirting. Uh, but <laughs> he's just winking that i got to take a break here. <laughs> Suzanne Huang is coming up, and I love her. She's uh, I met her a number of years ago, and... Uh, She's not only talented, she really is a great person. I'd like to hear her take on this as well. Yeah, definitely. And uh, she'll be coming up after the break. She's from uh, the show Vegas and House Hunters. She's been in a million things, and she has a one-person show. She's got music we're going to play. There's, it, it, we should take, keep her for four hours. What's the song called that we're going to play? Uh, this is the blah, 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 cancer. What's the rectal one? <laughs> rectal opening? Uh, rectal release is rectal her other release. song. Oh, great. So she has, she's a lot of fun. She's spiritual and is cra- like, oh, dirty. Yeah. yeah, she's dirty. <laughs> Maybe I can smoke a cigarette in front of her. <laughs> Maybe you could shotgun it. Shotgun. We're coming back. More of Laugh It Off with Craig Shoemaker after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. At the Toad Hop Network, Tuesdays are now Tastier Tuesdays, as we open our doors at 3 p.m. to you, our beloved viewer, so you can watch your favorite podcast live on the big screen right below where it's actually happening, and enjoy $3 draft beers until 11 p.m. That's right, Tastier Tuesday at the John Lovitz Comedy Theater at Universal City Walk. There's no cover charge, $3 beers, and $3 valet parking after 7 p.m. Tastier Tuesday with $3 beers. This and every Tuesday at the Toad Hop Network. It's not a question, so no need for an answer. I'm sick of all your unsolicited advice. So if you feel like giving it, you better think twice. Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Cancer. Cancer and Cancer and Cancer and Cancer. If I say it enough and pile it on your plate, maybe overuse will make you habituate and get bored with it. Like I wish that you would be so I can stop. Stop writing rap and get back to melody. Blah blah cancer blah blah. Blah blah cancer blah blah. My main complaint is that you're calling me a saint when I'm losing my ability to exercise restraint and you say stupid shit like, is that your real hair? Yes, is that your face or perhaps your derriere? Blah blah cancer blah blah. Blah blah cancer blah blah. You should really eat more. You know you're much too skinny. Maybe it's the chemo, you simple little ninny. Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. You need more exercise. You should really try walking. I'm sorry, I was spacing out the whole time you were talking. Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. You look so pretty. Are you sure you're really sick? You sound so stupid. Can I punch you in the dick? Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. Blah, blah, cancer, blah, blah. 
Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. I just said to Joel, I said, just come back, you know? We're not all formal here. The only bummer is, because Suzanne wasn't here and, and Sarah was going down to get her, is I couldn't get my big hug. I haven't seen Suzanne in a while. Come here, give me some. Give me some. How you doing? All right. Oh, it's so good to see you. It's been a long time. Well, welcome to our show. We're having a blast. And and believe it or not, because we do things naturally and organically here, it's organically gone right into you. I, I yeah, want to hear yeah. your perspective on, on what we're talking what, about. What did I miss? Um, Fill me in. Who's this hot guy This right is here? Joel. Hi, Joel. I think Joel. so, too, by the way. I've already admitted that. <laughs> is he, I, by your, the way, they've is he been, your the, bromance? No, he's not a bromance yet. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. He would be a younger man for me. I usually work on the bromances in my neighborhood. You know, other dads, you know, pulling weeds and stuff. Good to know. <laughs> well, pulling weeds, is that a euphemism? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're dirty. I am. By the oh, way, oh, my God. She is so dirty, that Suzanne. Yeah, we played your, we just played your, oh, no. your music. Blah, blah, blah. We talk about, oh, we played blah, blah, blah. Cancer, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. I wrote a cancer rap song, yes. I and love I it. it. Thank yeah, you. It was great. That's the first I've heard it. You know, I have you to tell you something. <laughs> That's For she people who don't people, understand that, that's what I call my Facebook fans and friends. I call them cockwaffles. And yeah. I like to make up sort of amalgamated swear words. And for some reason, one day I came up with cockwaffle. And for some reason, <laughs> of all the words I've ever made up, that one, like, stuck. Everybody's like, I want to be a cockwaffle. It's so <laughs> great. Like, okay. It's one of those. It is absolutely perfect. <laughs> it's delicious. It has a little syrup on it. It's just yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what I wanted you to know, tell you is this, yeah. this uh, rap song was inspired by the fact that since... Um, 
Since being diagnosed with cancer, uh, three times in five years I've had it because, like most Asians, I'm wow. an overachiever. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I decided to write this song and dedicate it to all. I, it's unbelievable to me. One of the most annoying things about having cancer isn't even the cancer; it's the stupid shit that people will say to you, yeah. thinking that they that you would love to get unsolicited advice from them about what you should do, even though they've never had cancer. They're not a cancer doctor or uh. any practitioner of any kind, but they're like, you know what you should do, Suzanne, you should dot, dot, dot. This right, was this was part of, see, this is why you're the perfect segue. We talked about that earlier, too, about what people advice? what people do yeah. respond to on Facebook and what they don't. You'll come up with something and go, oh, this will be interesting. And let me tell One you, comment. Yeah. And you know, but I post I, anything about my journey with cancer, 300 responses. Oh, yeah. Wow. I put Anything. I had freaking pink eye last week, and I, my wall was filled <laughs> with all of a sudden conjunctivitis what, experts. What does that mean? Did you yeah. see the... Um, They'll tell you where you got it. There was like a Cartman had pink eye on South Park. Oh, really? That was hilarious. But maybe it has something to do with, yeah, people are fascinated by all things medical. People, well, people like to give advice, too. Yes, They'll also do. tell anytime you put out there anything that you're right. struggling with. And that's the other thing is like you might just put something in, then you just throw it out there. You go, this is where I am today. Here's what you should do. Exactly. You know, it's the old thing that guys always try to fix your feelings. Yes. Women and women just want to have their feelings. Exactly. Well, I'm I'm a woman and I want to just hear my. You should do. And it's like stop shooting all over me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I should do something. I didn't even ask you. The reason I wanted to bring up the song though is because. Um, there's one Facebook friend of mine who who has a friend who just got diagnosed with breast cancer, and she sent this friend of hers the blah blah cancer blah blah song, and apparently this woman listened to it 49 times wow. in a row, was laughing and screaming and singing <laughs> yeah. it, and it, it became her anthem, and it, it made all the difference in the world for it her does. and her journey. And I'm thinking that makes it worth writing it, recording mm -hmm. it, you know, going through all of this if one person gets yeah. to have some relief. That's yeah. I've you been, know that's the other. Thing thing we were talking about as well I, you're you're right in you're right in alignment right in with flow. us yeah. you should be with us every single week right because so we're all about laughter healing are on me and both those doing, cameras yeah and yeah. where is this going all different angles yeah they do a live webcast podcast it's going all over the world you're on my, hd by the way my better side i know you're from these people are like she is hideous and these people are like yeah she's isn't that weird that we do have better sides i think i, I do figured out my left side yeah i'm happy you're here for one reason because i can now look this way and it's my better side <laughs> if whenever I look at these two, it's not a good uh, side. Yeah, yeah, so I'm trying know. to rearrange things in here, but this is perfect. I'm directing everything to you now because it's straight on with my camera. The HD cameras, by the way. Oh, well. And but you're tiny. used to cameras. You've been in on so many things. Uh, as a matter of fact, they recognized you when they heard you were coming in. Of course, they called you Wang, which I'm sure you've heard that oh 9,000 times. I know. And, you know, it's spelled W-H-A-N-G, which in English would be pronounced Wang, but it's pronounced Huang. It's a soft A sound. I tell people it's like Don yeah. Juan. Don Juan is spelled J-U-A-N. It's not Don Wan. Or, right? or Juwan. It's, it's not Juwan. Wong. It's, and you pronounce the H. It's Wong. Yes, exactly. I, I learned that in lovely. speech class in Philadelphia. That's the only thing I could do Wong. right was Huang. Hello, Huang. Well, it's not Huang. It's not I know. Jewish. I, it's I, not like, <laughs> I didn't put Phlegm. Did I put Phlegm in there? It was a little like Huang. Like I was exaggerating it. I was trying to show that I learned something in college. <laughs> Thank you. So, the, yeah, they were, this, they were impressed. This bottle that's like in the shape of a human... 
body yeah. sort of. It is kind it's of kind of sexy. Yeah, it is what sexy, is and it's called eternally balanced. Yeah. You really, wow. you, you really, are, you're one of the the sexy women that I know. But oh, you also, uh, you know, part of the reason you're sexy is you think sex a lot, my dear. I do. <laughs> you do. Well, come she on, opens look at right this. up. So I'm not the only one who yeah, would think a woman's that this body, is, an see, hourglass. These people that are, yeah. The bottle is shaped like this. No, but now you're justifying. I saw water. You see a body. <laughs> she is kind of sexy. Like, she has even on her outgoing message, it's like, she says, Hi, you oh, like Suzanne tell me Wong. Something good. Tell me something good. But the reason I, I did know. that is because my I used to have a ringback tone, which would play music instead of a ringing sound. Mm -hmm. And it was Rufus and Chaka Khan. Tell me something good. And then I said, ow, Hi, this is Suzanne. Tell me something good. Because, you know, that's what I'm all about. Don't leave me some... Badass right. News, yeah. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> so, and technically, this was badass news. You've you've gotten three different times in your yes. life, and and, and and you do a turnaround on it. Uh, well, and you know, because of my attitude and my warped sense of humor and my outlook on life, I'm reversing it miraculously. But yeah. you know how Marianne Williamson says, um, in A Course in Miracles, there is no order of difficulty in miracles. So this is a miracle, <laughs> and finding a parking space can be a miracle. But I yeah. can reverse. Does stage that piss four you cancer. off a little bit? Where you're like, no, this is probably a bigger miracle. This is bigger. <laughs> this is annoying. But here's the thing. Uh, when I first got diagnosed in 2006, um, and I got the phone call from my doctor saying that the test came back positive for breast cancer, I said, wow, this is going to be great material for my stand-up comedy <laughs> act someday. And she said, what? And I said, come on, <laughs> tragedy plus time equals comedy. This is going to kill. And she said, um, you need to come and make an appointment uh, for you know to see the surgeon. I'm like, are you sure? Because my tits are so small. How is this even possible? And she's like, could you please clear your schedule and come in? I'm like, okay, come in. But you, see, you know, it's sort of always been like that. It's like Star Wars. There's always a bigger fish. That's what. That, there's a line in that. I love that line from Star Wars because th there's a fish and then another bigger another one. Another fish. And yeah. Another so fish. anyone that's out there that's having difficult a difficult time with their life, there's always someone that has something worse yes, than we do. Absolutely. And, and that's, it's all about perspective and 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 is. perception. And and that's what you do. You chose to take a different perspective and a perception on this. Yes. Seemingly the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And I tell people I'm making cancer my bitch and fisting it in the ass. <laughs> Some people don't like that very much, but she I, quotes I, I like Williamson it. and talks about fisting. fisting I in love the ass. this. Have because I told you, by the way, that we're on radio and this is uh, sponsored by Disney? No. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> I asked Sarah if she I could did. swear and she said yes. She screwed up. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's spending so much time on Facebook. She and by the way, you not, already said cockwaffle, so I don't, I don't, I don't buy but this thing that you're saying. No, right that's because it's one word. It's cock waffle. I didn't divide it. I didn't go cock waffle. I made it one word. This is Disney, baby. Okay, and we're already off the air now. Perfect. Oh well. Did you? Have, what a send off. Did you have that perspective right at the beginning? That optimist perspective, or did it take a while? Um, I had it at the beginning, and then, it, like most things in life, I yeah. roller coastered with it because I thought I did everything I should do, and then it came back, and then it came back again, and I was looking up, going, "Is God out to lunch? What exactly is happening right now?" In fact, <laughs> one of those amazing things. I'm friends with Reverend Michael Beckwith, who yeah. you know, I'm sure yeah. from He's Agape. He's coming to our show, yeah. So um, I don't know if you know this, but once a month, the Agape uh, Children's Congregation, the youth congregation, puts together what's called the Agape Love Jar, where they're they're told on little pink heart-shaped pieces of construction paper to write loving messages to, to somebody, and they don't know who it's going to go to. And then every month, they sort of decide who should receive this. And because Reverend Michael knew what I was going through last yeah. year with all, I've had surgeries and you know radiation and chemo after vowing to never do those things. Mm. Anyway, um, 
Mm-hmm. So he decided I should receive it. So I'm, you know, in bed. I'm an invalid. I can barely move. And the agape love jar arrives at my house. And it's uh, like um, uh, a clear, like, teddy bear-shaped jar, uh, plastic jar with great. all these notes in it. So my friend Kelly Carlin's visiting me. She's George Carlin's she daughter. She was last here last week. week. Love <laughs> Kelly, right? Yeah. She's sitting on my bed visiting me because I need visitors because I need to stay sane through all this. And I said, oh, let's open the agape love jar and read some of the, you know, notes. Mm-hmm. And so I open up one and it says... Aunt, dear Aunt Matilda, I'm sorry that you're dead. And I'm like, oh, wait. This person didn't understand the assignment. And then the next one says, um, I like to eat my poop. And I'm like, congratulations. This is unbelievable. But my favorite one, I pick it up and I open it up and it says, God loves you. And I'm like, oh. And for some reason, I turn it around. And on the back, it says, just kidding. <laughs> Oh. From a kid? I'm like, just kidding. From a kid. I'm like, what are you guys teaching them? God loves you, Suzanne. Just kidding. Everyone but you. <laughs> nah, 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 but nah. they were listening to you. They were using laughter and turn, turning around and so the pain. Kelly and I laughed for like 10 minutes. Right. I'm like, see, look what this says. See what they did? So yeah, I call exactly. Reverend Michael and I say, so Reverend Michael, thanks a lot. You, you know, listen to what one of the kids wrote. God loves you. And on the back it says, just kidding. And he starts howling. And <laughs> he says, Suzanne, only you would get an agape love jar note that would say, God loves you just kidding like psych oh, wow. we actually have uh you know the laughter heels and we're we're, we're, we're with elevate by the way we're now yes. elevate laughter we just teamed Love up it. with them Love so we it. brought laughter heels to uh, and rain Pryor is a friend of mine you yeah, had her on had her yeah and, and mickey was our first guest as well as rain and awesome. uh this is what we're trying to do is we really want this to manifest and put this word out to the world because that laughter heals. listen listen it ha- it's healing me it, it? it's just yeah. laughter with purpose because yes. most people think they're just laughing you know or most people think they're just being miserable <laughs> whatever it is we're giving them another alternative right. another way to look at these things and that's why we wanted to have you in here which is a perfect guest and yeah perfect segue and by the way now sarah uh who was complaining before about a she doesn't like a profile picture on facebook <laughs> and she's ready to shoot herself and you now we like have stage own profile n- now we have stage four cancer okay perspective perspective like, okay so she, I have a she, she, she doesn't like i get it i get it and, and she's completely miracles. bent out like ready to jump That's off the second floor here thing to say is somebody's like suzanne i have this hangnail and i say hey at least you don't have cancer and they're like oh <laughs> Hey, I have a question. So, what? does laughter heal? Do you think the body, or is it more of a mental state? Like, does it? Does yes, it... all of it, well, because yes, it's all one that's right. thing. Suzanne's in got fact, it. Reverend yeah. Michael says that when we are laughing, we are in the present moment. It's not possible Absolutely. to be laughing and Thank be in you. the past or in the future. And there's nothing more important than being in the present moment. It boosts your immune system. It releases endorphins, serotonin. It, it's great God. for you. It's good for your abs. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, Good for you in every way, shape, it's and It's a form. stress reliever, and stress is a it huge is. reason that we bring in disease and we bring in illness and, and conditions Possibly and whatever your pathology is. What's that? Possibly the Could only be. reason. Disease and I'm sure you've means been... dis-ease, yes. and stress is the lack of ease. Are you going to let go of that profile picture <laughs> issue yeah, you're gone. having now? It's, Are, gone. it's gone. It's it's, totally I don't believe you, actually. <laughs> Uh, well, now fine. it's turned into another thing. But uh, Well, by the way, but I understand this because I'm, uh, of course, not perfect and guilty of this as well. And it reminds me of going to Agape where, you know, there's like a three-hour service and everybody's holding hands and chanting and singing. people, and yeah. lo- I love you and crying and hugging and everything's perfect <laughs> and wonderful and love and gratitude and bliss. And then 15 seconds later, you're in the Agape parking lot and people are like, fucking go! Hurry up! I got somewhere to be! Come on! Ah! 
you guys I'm have looking, a, you guys haven't been there. There, there. It's literally they have it's like they have parking zoo. they have parking Where's, guards yeah, now. Yeah, it's like it's part of your mission. It's madness. Yeah, and be and I'm thinking really it didn't last 15 seconds. Yeah. This universal unconditional <laughs> love. Thing. You're in the parking lot going move your car, <laughs> and I'm like oh my god, and it's, that could yeah. easily be me. You know, yeah. depending on it's like oh I'm all zen and everything's perfect, and I'm like if you don't move your car I'm gonna snap. Yeah, it's a I'll moment to moment thing. <laughs> I'll tell you how spiritual I am. I lie about my kids' ages so I can have a better parking spot <laughs> to, go, to go to a spiritual service. Nice. I put I put a kid who's 80 pounds in a child seat. <laughs> I go, look, don't talk. <laughs> Suck your thumb. I'll put something in your mouth. Whatever you need to do. I am not parking. And your wife and is I, like, what? I'm not what do you want me to do? Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> start sucking. Talk waffle. No, I put I I will not go to that damn bus. They have a van bus in another parking lot. That's how popular this yeah. place is. And that's all my fault because I got Oprah to do a show about the secret. And ever since that that's happened, right. people started going that. to. That's when we met. Actually, oh, yeah, okay. you and I how met you at, a, at the Improv. Can I tell you? It's a yeah. really long story. Do we have time for the story? Uh, yeah. Right, yeah, we can it. go there. Okay. All right. So here's the story. First so, of all, I want to say I want to pre pre preface yes. who you are. Oh, by okay. the way, okay. Yeah, Suzanne. people are like, who the hell is this crazy Asian? <laughs> She's a Crasian. I'm a Crasian. Yeah, uh, Suzanne has been in uh, film and television for years, mm -hmm. and uh, but has also gone on this other journey in life of uh, self-fulfillment and spirituality and so forth. And we met at the exact time that this happened uh, was you had just returned from Chicago. Wow, and where was this? At, we at met at the Improv. Oh, we met at the improv. improv. I've been going to the I've been going to Agape for like twenty years, and if people don't know what that is, uh, he'll be in uh, the he'll be in in a few weeks. So Michael Beckwith, I've been going twenty years. Ironically, brought there by my ex-wife, who we were dating at the time, and that's a whole other story. I know that story. Uh, yeah, not a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad you can laugh through that. <laughs> by the way, we want to take you through a guide to lapidation, something I created in a cancer facility. Okay. Um, it's uh, my one of my best friends. The reason I was inspired is I didn't have cancer. And by the way, feeling guilty in these seminars, I had to get over that too. Because mm -hmm. you have all of it. Yeah, I'm sure you find this as caregivers and people that love you. They don't quite know what to do. You know what to do better than they do. That's what I found out is the patients. We're so much better at, do, at, at dealing with this issue, but a husband literally couldn't show up. That's this, why there's support groups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then people, and they're really pissed. They're going, I have nothing to laugh about. And they're not the ones with the cancer. Yeah, I understand. And so we turned it around. I mean, we had one woman, she wrote uh, the 10 pluses of being bald. She just, she, yeah. she took this, this seemingly the worst thing that could ever happen. And that's what you did. So we met. You had just returned the day Love after it. we met at the improv. Love it. You and I worked together. We did a benefit. You were uh, doing that character. Yes. It's like ridiculously <laughs> hard to follow. <laughs> you think she's dirty here? <laughs> I had to go up after her. Yeah. You know, with this, she does this Asian character. I'll suck your cock. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's, yeah, like, it's a whole thing. And then they go, here's Craig Shoemaker. And I'm going, I, I better dirty this shit up. <laughs> Interesting that my character never says, I'll suck your cock. I, and yet that is what Craig thinks that I'm, my character I'm says. Not, I'm not quoting it directly. I didn't have, I wasn't back there with a pen. It's I was back satire. there panicked. It's a satire for people who are horrified right now. It's a satire on racism and stereotypes right. and ignorance in America right. by becoming the very thing. It's sort of like Archie Bunker's character right. on All in the Family. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a great so character. Norman Lear's point wasn't to make racism worse. It was to create a character that's three-dimensional and shine a light on it and show that it's it's a very layered right. issue. But strangely yeah. enough, oddly enough, though, some people were going, I love that Archie. Like, 
He, he actually that's was speaking true. for people, and that's what happens. It's true, it's, and that can happen, but that doesn't uh, yeah. mean that I should stop doing it because some people are idiots. I didn't say to stop doing it. I said no. stop doing it before me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me, and I don't want that ever to be on before me That's the greatest again. compliment is I hear people run up to the MC and say, don't put me on after Suzanne. No. Oh, wow. I don't want to go after Suzanne. It I'm is like, a great compliment. It's amazing. Yeah. But that's so how unique. I feel about you. I, I mean, I, I've never seen anybody kill like you do live. Ever. No. I mean, people like crying. You do the machine gun they thing. Howl. Forget it. Forget they it. howl. Forget it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all good. And then quote you out in live like, hey, baby. I'm <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Yeah. I'm trying to move on from that anyway, character. Okay. Wait, can I tell my story? Yeah. Or are you just going to... No, like, I was delaying I would... on purpose because oh, really? we have to, we're going to take, take a break. And you told me it was a long story. It is a long story. So all right. now I'm going to take a break. So I was, I was talking about the guy to lapidation, which we could do that now and then take a break. Let me tell you what it is. Do I have to close my eyes? Maybe. Okay. You just, you, you listen to me, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's not that. It's not that. That's the guy that love master. I'll guide you over here, baby. Oh, yeah. This ain't no chopstick, baby. About not being able to look people in the eyes. Every time you do that, I can't look you in the eyes. <laughs> We talked about that earlier about honesty. I have this big thing about you look me in the eye and tell me your tell me what's going on. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing to be honest. As that was my big transformation that took place the day I decided that. And I, my big thing is like look me in the eye, but I can't do it with the love master. Right. <laughs> I close my eyes when I do it. <laughs> He's a whole other guy. He's not me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. so we have this guided lapidation, and uh, my one of my best friends he got brain cancer and he was diagnosed and he had like three months to live. And uh, but he's a major comedy writer. He wrote all these, you know, wrote Cool Runnings and Little Giants and stuff wow. like that. And uh, he directed my first movie, the Love Master movie. Wow! And all these wonderful things happened from laughter with us, including his child was conceived while filming the Love Master. He imitated the Love Master, and I went and got sandwiches. They came back. He was done already. That's not the Love Master, but anyway, <laughs> and he was done. just took a sandwich, and then she was <laughs> she was conceived that day. And a lot of births have happened. I get all these indications of how important laughter is way beyond what we think it is right so i go to this cancer facility in the valley have you ever been there we spark yes and i created a uh, a guided lapidation for for the people and good. i'm going to do it with you right not now great experience there so i'm oh, glad really? you're doing something good over there <laughs> i'm not there anymore anyway <laughs> so, no i i anyway so I would like to take you through one right now, okay? okay but good. I want you to jump in and do yours. I'll show you how it works. You'll see. Okay. You'll see what I mean. Okay. You you put in it's so we can all meditate and we all make that choice to meditate, right? And mm -hmm. and you get with self. So right now let's all start with a cleansing breath. It's through our nose. And when you let it out, go ha. Ah. Ah. Suzanne, you can confirm this. Ha is a very spiritual word, a very cleansing word, isn't mm -hmm. it? Look at that. I, I can already see in your face that you are feeling more cleansed. Let's do one more. Ha. Ah. Now the next one, I want you to just let out a little chuckle, just for the hell of it. <laughs> and you go, ha. <laughs> See, that warms you up. Now you start getting into the groove. We don't need jokes. We don't need anything to laugh about. You just laugh for the sake of laughing. Let's do it again. And just do a little chuckle. <laughs> so then the, the, the place we take it now further is while you're laughing, you throw in whatever difficulty you're going through in your life. So I'll throw mine in in the present day. <laughs> I have Crohn's disease. <laughs> it's worse than irritable bowel syndrome and it irritates. <laughs> I wore tight pants the other day. I had diarrhea. <laughs> I had to leave the stage. <laughs> Hold on, people. I got to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know you think I'm funny, but this isn't. I'm in the bathroom. They see my shoes. There's the comedian. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's how it works. That was a real quick one. So you could do this. So you start to express yourself. You just let it out with a laughter. And I know you have a lot more than Crohn's disease. Go ahead. Let's start it. Let, okay, here we go. Here's Suzanne's going to do her. Suzanne Wong. Here we go. <laughs> 400 grand in debt <laughs> from medical bills not covered by the cock monkey insurance business oh my God. I have stage 4 cancer and an oncologist who say that I should be dead by now <laughs> you die laughing <laughs> I'm gonna dance on their graves <laughs> My sitcom's gonna be called One and a Half Tits. <laughs> My left tit is completely mangled. Oh, the movie could be called My Left Tit. Daniel Day Lewis will play me. Yay! <laughs> 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 See? That's awesome. All right. Now. <laughs> you like the guy to laugh at That's awesome. Isn't it awesome? It's feel and how how do you feel right now? Check your heart. That's awesome. Check your skin. Check everything. All your organs. Alive. You feel alive yes. and well and fantastic. And uh, yes. That's why I want to encourage people to do on our show and elsewhere is is really have a purpose and a consciousness to your laughter. And and you can see that it all goes away. And by the way, I'm laughing at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, my friend has cancer and I'm laughing. That's right. And that's just not right, because but it I is. if I don't, then I will die. If I get all serious go. about it, that's not going to help. There you go. And you know, here's another brilliant thing. Um, George Carlin said, fighting for peace is like fucking for virginity. Yeah. <laughs> so I am well. not that's fighting awesome. the cancer. I'm not fi People love to use the language of make sure you fight the cancer, Suzanne. Fight the good fight and fight the cancer and fight it and win and fight it. Well, if wow. you were in a fight, you could lose the fight. So why be in a fight, right? Yeah. Einstein said, Mm. Problems cannot be solved from the same energy or consciousness that created the problem. Mother Teresa said she wouldn't attend an anti-war rally, but mm. she would happily attend a pro-peace rally wow. because whatever you resist persists. So I am not fighting the cancer. I am releasing the cancer. It is a completely different energy. I can't believe I'm so I happy you're releasing here. releasing the cancer. I'm, I'm embracing my health. Yeah. I am basking in the present moment and receiving love and right. laughing yeah. and that's what's happening isn't and that so amazing if i was fighting yeah. the cancer that means that i'm in a fight and somebody wins and somebody loses if mm. i'm in a fight i could mm. lose yeah. if i'm not in a fight and i'm releasing the cancer i can't lose i posted that by mm. the way and so and they get pissed some people get pissed oh, yeah. because they're in that condition you can change your condition that's what i want to tell people it's your choice Absolutely. all you have to have is a little bit of willingness and willingness to, to go outside of the scope of things that are fed to us, like fighting cancer. Yes. I mean, there's literally billboards that talk about this. Why can't we embrace the cancer or embrace whatever pathology we have and deal with it in a different, healthier way, Except positive way? surrender and then release. Get the exactly. lessons and then release. Yeah, it takes that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're taking amazing. a break. This is, this is so great. It's amazing. I am so happy we have Suzanne Huang here. You see, I did it pretty. I didn't put the huh. And uh, <laughs> I'm not from the Catskills. Suzanne Huang. Although I love Jews. Koreans and Jews are like this. So go ahead. Be my guest. There you go. All right. So Suzanne will come back with, uh, and we'll take your calls if you'd like at 888-520-4374. Start dialing now because it's going to be tough to get through. <laughs>
Not because of the amount of calls, because Sarah is completely inept <laughs> at the phone. It's a nightmare. But she's cute. The but only girl who can't work a phone. <laughs> we're, 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 we'll deal with it. We're coming back with more with, uh, with our show. It's Laugh It Off with Craig Shoemaker, and I hope you're having fun today. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. If you missed Manny to the max... I did see Dog the Bounty. I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. I, just, I still can't get over it. Can't get over that mullet just pulling people Not over. only him, but just a wife. With just, those. I had to have two TV sets side by side. To, <laughs> to see the titties? To see the breasts? Are you I serious? Just, you know what it gets me is like, are they really, do they really have the authority to arrest people? Like, say something was going on in my life and they were after me. Like, yeah. you know what I would do if they caught me? Like, first, I'd, I, I mean, it would take me a minute to stop laughing. But then I would just shit my <laughs> pants. Manny to the Max, Monday nights at 7 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. You're a toxic dumb, you're full of shit, you're a cock monkey, god junkie, hypocrite, I can't believe it, you're gonna explode, if you don't believe your pathological load. can talk the talk, go to church all day, but that one scrapes the crusty chunks of bullshit away. So brace yourself. Sorry, no lube, as we see your fecal matter shooting through the glass tube. Unlock your hole and save your soul. Rectal release, rectal release. You're a disgrace. Oh, what a waste. Rectal release, rectal release. Not your master cleanse. This is where the story ends. So, ass bag, leave me in peace. Rectal release. So, shit the fuck up, or else I pity the fool who meets you at a bar and then you offer your stool. You give it your best and talk about God. She'll think you're Prince Charming, but you're such a damn fraud. If only you could have been sorry If only you could have had balls If only you didn't have douchefuck Written on your rectal walls If only you'd begged for forgiveness The way that a real man would I still would have left your sorry ass But fuck it would have felt so good Unlock your hole and save your soul Rectal release, rectal release Your master cleanse This is where the story ends So ask back, leave me in peace Rector release <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network Radio worth watching we're watching, we're listening, but unfortunately, Suzanne Huang's fans are not because she didn't know that she was going to be here at Toad Hop Network. Right now, no, I com. knew I was, but they missed that whole half hour. But they can always a, download it later. Yeah, I did a PBS shoot this do you, morning. Do you recognize so. this music? This is all Suzanne's music. I never knew you were that, doing that. That was that's, the old House, House Hunters, Hunters intro, like the old original one. I used to love the original one. With, Me too. Yeah. 
Really, Joel? You're, yeah. you're, you're what were you nine, nine like years old watching a House Hunter? Uh, How does that? You're supposed to be watching Cartoon Network or wait, something. Wait, wait, wait! I have to tell you something about House Hunters. I used to get so many emails from parents saying that their toddler loves House Hunters, and I'm thinking, <laughs> why would your toddler watch House Hunters? What could they possibly understand? And you know, it's just touched me so much that they said their kid doesn't understand, but they like. My face and my voice, so they run over to the television really? because they it. like me. Really, and you I'm should, like, oh! You should host a children's show now, or like, re- yes, <laughs> called rectal be, release. No, <laughs> I will. Um, you could be the. Could you could be the last wiggle. Like, you could be audio books, right? I could yeah. read aloud to the kids. No, but, but then they, they don't see you. Oh, that's Why don't you true. be one of the wiggles? I don't know what that means. You don't know what the wiggles are. They dance and the sing biggest and wear worldwide colors. children's show. Yeah, hot potato, hot potato. Is that hot like... potato, hot potato? Don't do that. It's, <laughs> it's, well, apparently, it works because these four guys are multi-jillionaires. They're um, the wiggles. But this is not the same as what are those creepy things? Teletubbies. Called? No, they're not. not Teletubbies, Teletubbies are gone. They're, they're gone. They got and rid nobody of them. watches Barney anymore. Nope. I hope. No, Barney has has not been extinct yet, and they it drives still me watch crazy. Dora, you could be the Asian Dora. I'll Asian tell you Dora. how. I'll tell you. Dola. 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 I'll tell you how bad it is. Dola with the explorer. <laughs> <laughs> you know how bad it is with uh, Barney the dinosaur. How bad? You know, I have three kids. Yes. And uh, you, you've met you've met two of them. Yes. Well, we now have another one. He's watching Barney, and so I have to watch with him. It's only fair because I watched with his older brothers. But they're all, I'm sitting there the other day. Barney. I'm going. This is a the freaking worst. rerun. Barney, and I, said, <laughs> I have nothing to do. And there's this like cute girl on the show. And I'm going. She's got to be about 24 now. <laughs> so I start yeah. googling Marisa from <laughs> yeah. Barney, and, and she's, she's my Facebook friend now. She goes nice. to Texas. Texas just got married. Anyway, <laughs> but she Isn't was nine on the show. I knew she was going to be hot. Yeah, the way that we uh, that we communicate now, and we have friends that we've never actually been in a room with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I oh, found yeah, a really... contestant on Jeopardy the other day. I thought one of the contestants was hot. I I googled her, found her on LinkedIn. You did not friends with her on Facebook. And really? where does she live? I'm pretty sure she's married as well. Oh. I don't know where she lives. I didn't stop. Maybe she's that. unhappily Once I saw married. The married part. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> That's never. so bizarre. Once she sees your big star on the Craig, she make her laugh it off show. Exactly. So I'm curious. I want to hear about the story. The okay. Secret. Yeah. yeah. The okay. Story. So this is the secret. Okay, so now let, the let's story. reset for the people that are just tuning in. That's what I do here. You know, I got to re- <laughs> I got to reset. I, 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 okay, go. So uh, Suzanne and I. I want to be as happy as she is. <laughs> yeah, it's we're, 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 that's why I have her in here. Everyone I have in here, by the way, is an intervention for you. I just wanted I just wanted you to know that Kelly Carlin last week. We had Rain Pryor. They're all it's to working. tell you that there is another way. Oh, I'll blow me. <laughs> yes, I love Sarah Sweet. She's already she's already getting it. That was right out of Suzanne Wong's That's playbook, like, oh, right blow there. Blow me, she, but you got a point down here. Blow me, suck blow it. Me. <laughs> you have wow. to be like, my clit is so huge. I have to go like this when I master. <laughs> anyway, go yeah, ahead. What, what were you saying? Go ahead. Let's so, reset. So, uh, so uh, Suzanne and I met years ago. She had just returned from Chicago the day before. We met at the Improv, and there's something. That, this is the part we have to explain. The secret I have found, Suzanne. Outside of our little world here, not that many people know it. I know a lot of people, you know, made like four hundred million dollars. So a lot of people do, a lot of people don't. Right. The secret was this this documentary that came out, yeah. and they made it for like no money. And, and but what happened was it ended up on Oprah, mm-hmm. and it exploded. And Michael Beckwith, you know, we talked about him earlier, and he exploded. It was on Larry King and Ellen and everything else, and it went crazy. But here's the reason that it did. The reason Oprah knew about it. 
is in our studio right now. Ta-da! Okay, tell I'm, the story, I'm, I'm Sarah. Putting, I'm, put, okay. <laughs> I'm well. putting it on um, uh, Facebook now. Toadhopnetwork.com. Yes. Yeah, laugh okay. it off. I'm now sharing they only, it right but now. But they only have 20 minutes okay, now to hear right, it. Okay, ready? Here you go. Okay. So, uh, October of 2006, um, a friend of mine says, you should watch this DVD called The Secret. So I went on the website and I ordered it for 30 bucks sort of pricey yeah. and the DVD comes and I watch it and I'm in my living room and I start laughing and clapping and running around my living room jumping up and down because I'm so excited because I knew about the law of attraction I've been living my life this way I had read books about it but to see um, a documentary that was so slickly produced and clearly mainstream that could get to mm-hmm. somebody who might not have ever had a metaphysical you know concept with a great title that was the other I mean genius title because everyone wants yeah. to know what well, the secret well, is the secret? if you called it this is a spiritual documentary you better watch this no <laughs> yeah. one but you call it the secret people are like oh no i want to know is it both i want to know the secret what is it yeah <laughs> so i watch this and i love it so much that i think to myself i am going to buy a hundred copies of this at my own expense i spent three grand on the website and gave it wow. to everybody that mm-hmm. i love wow. like my family my closest friends my colleagues and i just yeah. gave it to everybody and then i thought to myself I should send this to Oprah because, you know, you send her a book and she, if she reads it and likes it, it becomes a New York Times bestseller, right? right? Yeah. So I thought I should send it to Oprah. Now, my demon voice comes. Divine voice says send it to Oprah. Demon voice goes, that's a stupid idea. She gets so much mail. She'll never get it. Besides, she's already seen it. What are you, crazy? You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And my divine voice goes, shut up. What do I have to lose, right? It's Your like, divine voice says shut up? Yeah, my divine voice says shut up to the demon voice. I never knew that was voice. part of the divine. Divine okay. voice says shut up to the demon voice. Okay, sure. all right. So um, I just decided I have nothing to lose by taking a piece of paper and writing a letter to Oprah and taking a DVD mm-hmm. and putting it in the mail, right? right? So I write, Dear Oprah, my name is Suzanne Huang. Uh, I host House Hunters. I just did a little intro of who I am. <clears throat> I said, Oprah, I saw you on Larry King Live uh, a while back, and you had uh, told him <clears throat> that when you read Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love, mm-hmm. you loved that book so much, you bought 1,000 copies of it and gave it to everyone you loved. I said, I'm doing this on a smaller scale with a movie called The Secret. It is a documentary about the law of attraction and quantum physics. It is the way I live my life. I believe it is the way you live your life. Yeah. My dream is that you will watch it, you will love it, and you will do a show about it. And then I signed it Blissings, because I like to make up words, and Blissings are even better than <laughs> Blessings. Blissings, Suzanne Huang. Oprah's like, she can't spell. I sent it, yeah. <laughs> Dumb Asian. She's so I 12, sent it so via, she like, like <laughs> she's like, oh, the sweet, uh, retarded Asian girl. So I put it via Federal Express in the mail, and then I forget about it. Now, I did it FedEx because I figure she gets a lot of mail. Yeah. I forget about it. A month and a half later, it's like mid-December 2006, I'm driving in my car, and this is before you're not allowed to be on your cell phone in your car, and my cell phone rings, and I do not recognize the number, in which case I never answer my phone, because I have, you know, it could be AT&T or Crazy Fans. Was it area code 312, Chicago? It, I don't I don't know. It, okay. pro- it must have been, okay. but, but I didn't recognize it, so normally I would not pick it up. Divine Voice says, you're going to want to pick up this call. Mm. So I pick up the phone and I say hello and I hear, hi, is this Suzanne? Yes. Hi, Suzanne, this is Libby at Oprah Winfrey's office. And I'm like, whoa! I start driving like an Asian. I'm like, ah! So I have to pull over and like park my car and I'm like, hi! And I said, oh my God, Libby, I never answer the phone when I don't recognize the number, but a voice told me to pick up the phone and she says, I'm about to tell you why. She says, Suzanne, I never call anyone who sends anything to Harpo. If you had any idea of the volume sure. of mail we get here, never. Here's what happened. Last night, my friend dragged me to his house and forced me to watch this movie, The Secret. I had never seen it. I loved it. I come into work the next morning, and your package is on the top of the stack of mail on my desk. Wow. Uh. 
I'm thinking, what? So talk about divine timing. Yeah. It couldn't have happened any differently than exactly the way it happened for this to occur. Yeah. So she's going, oh, oh, my God, this is crazy. She says to me, Oprah has not seen this movie. You're the first person to send it to her. Now, let's keep in mind that this movie was released in January of 2006. It's now December. Right. It had been out and available for one year, and no one had sent it to Oprah, and Oprah had not watched it. And I thought to myself, you know why? Because everyone else listened to their demon voice saying, Mm -hmm. she's already seen it. That's a waste of time. She'll never Mm -hmm. get it. Don't send it to her, right? Right. So thank goodness I did. So she says... We're heading to South Africa for six weeks, like we do every December, because, you know, Oprah started a school there. I'm going to bring the DVD with us to South Africa, and I'll make sure she watches it. And I'm like, thanks, Libby. That's so exciting. Okay, bye. And, like, I hung up, and my car levitated, like, the rest of the way to wherever <laughs> I was going. I'm like, what is happening right now? This is unbelievable, right? And the people behind me were like, thank God. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Please>. swerving. <laughs> so okay. I um, waited six weeks, and then I wrote in my date book when I'm going to follow up with, with Libby. And it is the night before I'm supposed to follow up with Libby. I am in North Hollywood waiting for my friend Lucinda to have tea with me. I'm at, um, do you know, um, it's called like Indie Coffee out by the Pitfire Grill in North Hollywood. Anyway, it's an outdoor coffee shop. I'm sitting there waiting for her. She's running late. I'm sipping some green tea, waiting for her at my little table for two, right? This man, about 30 feet away at a table with a bunch of friends of his, looks at me, does a double take, stands up, walks over to my table, pulls out the chair, sits down, and says, hello. And I go, hello. Mm -hmm. And he says, how are you? And I said, I'm blissful. How are you? And he says, says, following my bliss. And that's a good answer. So it bought him like 10 more seconds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he says this. He says, have you ever seen the movie The Secret? He just says this to you. He just says this to me. And I'm like, "Uh, what? I said, not only have I seen it, but I'm the first person to send it to Oprah. And before I can finish my sentence, he gets up from the table and starts running around outside going, flailing his limbs around going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I say, what's the matter with you? And he says, do you know that Oprah is doing a show about the secret in two weeks? And I said, um, no, I didn't know that. Oh, they that. didn't tell you that? When, when ha- Libby called, she ha- didn't tell you this. No, Libby didn't call me. I called her. Oh, no, when she, when she called me, they were on their way to South Africa for six weeks. Oh, okay. Right? So this is six weeks later. I haven't spoken to her in six weeks. Oh, all right. So he says to me, did you know Oprah's doing a show about it in two weeks? And I'm like, no, how do you know that? And he says, I go to Agape, and Reverend Michael Beckwith just announced to the congregation that he's flying to Chicago in two weeks to do a show about The Secret with Oprah. And I was like, Oh, my God. So I'm going to call Libby, but it's nighttime, so it's, you know, they're Mm -hmm. gone. So it's like, oh, I have to wait till tomorrow morning. So then I said to him, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did you get up from your table and walk over here Mm -hmm. and sit down at my table and ask me if I've seen the secret? I'm wondering that, And he says, I have no idea. Hmm. Oh, so he was following his divine voice to go do something, and he was like, huh, but he did it anyway, right? If more people would listen to that voice, if more people would like just clear out. Yes, and you can't possibly if you haven't meditated, because then all you hear is the noise in your head. The noise. So anyway, so he he brings his whole group of friends over. Lucinda shows up, and we all talk about the law of attraction all Mm. night. It was fantastic. The next morning, I leave Libby Mm. a message, and I say, Libby, it's Suzanne Wong. Oh, my God. Uh, I hear that you're doing a show about the secret in two weeks. Please, I want to come and be in the studio audience i'm so excited so i can't wait to hear from you you know bye i go to sundance film festival for the first time in my life for like a week i come back and i realize it is now january 29th monday and the taping of the episode is january 31st 
Today is Monday. The taping's Wednesday, and I haven't heard back from Libby. Now, luckily, I read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, <laughs> and it says, don't take anything personally, because I could have been like, Libby's a bitch, and she's a cunt, and she hates me, and I hate her, and fuck her, and <laughs> she doesn't want me to come. And I'm like, no, no, no. She is Oprah's chief of staff. She's busy. Yeah, she gets- it's not that she doesn't want you to come. She's just busy. She just hasn't gotten back to you. So I'm sitting there in my house on Monday going, okay. I need an idea. What am I going to do? Divine Voice says this. Just go. Right. So for the first time in my life, I'm like going to go somewhere that I'm not invited to. No so defined purpose. I'm like, I'm just yeah. going to, yeah, I'm just right. going to go. So no I get, agenda. So I get online to get a plane ticket to Chicago for the next day. Now keep in mind, last minute LA to Chicago is going to be like two so grand. Expensive. So I go on JetBlue.com just to see. JetBlue, I am not kidding you two weeks prior to this moment, has just opened a terminal at Chicago's O'Hare Airport, 400 bucks round trip the night before L.A. to Chicago. Sweet. I book it because when you are on your divine purpose, the universe conspires in your favor. That's the law of attraction, right. There you go. So 400 bucks, I buy it. So I'm thinking, where do I stay? I need a hotel. Okay, I haven't been to Chicago in 20 years, and I think, oh, I've been watching Oprah for so long, and if you have, you know that at the end of every Oprah, she used to say, this voiceover promo, she would go, guests of the Oprah Winfrey show stay at the Omni Hotel. And you see pictures of the yeah. Omni Hotel. So I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm a staying. guest of the Oprah Winfrey show, but I'm going to treat myself like one, right? I'm going to yeah. prepay. I'm going to book myself a room at the Omni Hotel. It must be close by. It must be nice. So I book myself a room at the Omni. And I'm like, woo. So then I leave Libby another message. And I say, Libby, it's Suzanne Huang. Listen to me. You don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to arrange anything. I just need a chair for my little yellow ass to sit in at the taping. That's it. Just give me that. I'm using the law of attraction to manifest it. You're going to provide that for me. Thank you very much. Goodbye, right? Yeah. So the next morning, I'm uh, going to the airport, and my cell phone rings, and it says Oprah Winfrey's office, because I'm not stupid. I plug that shit in, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> and I hear, Suzanne, this is Terry. I'm the producer of the secret episode of the Oprah Winfrey Show. I got your information from Libby, and of course, we would be honored to have you here, and we have a seat reserved for you. And I got all choked up, oh, and I wow. said, that's a good thing, because... I'm on my way to the airport. <laughs> and by the way, my plan was I was going to get to the airport and go to Harpo Studios and like take off my clothes and set my hair on fire and sing the Star Spangled Banner through a megaphone. I don't care. I'm getting their attention. They're letting me in, right? I'm like, well, I'm glad I don't have to do that. So then he asks me about my background with the Law of Attraction, and I tell him. And he says, listen, it's a really uh, slim chance that Oprah will talk to you during the episode. And I'm thinking, what? No, I don't. I don't need her to talk to me. I just want to be there, right? And then he said, but she she sometimes does this Oprah after the show on the Oxygen Network. It's a 30-minute continuation of the conversation. If she does that, and she probably will because she loves this topic, that would be the time to raise your hand. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, great, Terry, listen, I just want to be in the room. So don't even, I'm not, I don't have any expectations other than that. So he goes, great. So I get in the airplane. And the four-hour flight felt like it took four seconds because I was like, woo, with my intention. I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. go, right? So um, I get there. I get to the airport. I get to the Omni Hotel. It's like 6 p.m. I'm checking in. And I'm at the front desk at the Omni. And I realize that directly in front of me is Jack Canfield. Oh. Who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh, yeah. He's in He's another the big speaker. He's in the secret. And yeah. he's like, doesn't he go to, maybe it's Mark Victor Hansen. No, goes to a guy, Mark, right? Mark does, but right. uh, Jack does as well. So All these guys Jack. hang in that rarefied yeah. air. So there's Jack. Yeah. And so I blurt out, hey, you're Jack Canfield. You're in the secret. Like yeah. a complete spaz. And he turns around and he goes, yes, I am. And I say, hi, I'm Suzanne Wong. I was the person who first sent Oprah a copy mm-hmm. of The Secret. And he goes, 
oh my god Suzanne you're the reason why we're all here and I'm like I know <laughs> and then he brings his wife Inga over and he introduces did me he recognize I, you uh, from your show no some people do some people don't he didn't but Jack so, didn't okay so he didn't so he brings over Inga and I say oh is this your wife Inga who you rave about in the secret and he says yes and she's all happy and I get to tell them that when remember when the very first chicken soup for the soul came out if you guys don't know it's a, a book of inspirational short true stories sure. they're like a page long and uh, now they have like chicken soup for the dental assistant they have all these but I'm talking about the original Original chicken soup for the yeah. soul, right? Sold a lot of copies. Yes. Yeah. And I told them, I got to tell both of them that the first time I read this book, I was on an airplane and I'm a complete sap. And there's one particular story that really got to me about this little boy who goes to a pet store to buy a puppy. And he points to one puppy and says, how much for this puppy? And the pet store owner says, oh, that puppy has a crippled leg. You can have that one for free. And the little boy says, no, I want to pay full price for that puppy. What's full price? Uh -huh. And the pet store owner tells him. The little boy leaves and saves up the money and comes back one day and buys that puppy. And the pet store owner says, okay, but I just have to ask you, why do you want that puppy? That puppy, you know, is a gimp puppy. And the little boy, <laughs> the little boy slowly lifts his pant leg, and he has a completely prosthetic leg. And he's uh -huh. holding the puppy, and he says, wow. I just oh, want geez. this puppy to be raised by someone who understands him Ooh. and I'm like oh my wow. god that's so beautiful yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the airplane I'm like ah <laughs> and there's a guy next to me who looks <laughs> really cried. uptight right yeah. and I tap him on the shoulder this guy in a three piece suit and I'm like you have to read this story <laughs> and he's like get away from me right and I'm like no it's one page you have to read it <laughs> and just to get me to I think leave him alone because he knows he's trapped with me on the plane he takes the book oh, right? I'll dig it and he, and he reads the story and I swear to god he gets to the end and he goes bawling. <laughs> so we pass the book down the whole row of like wow. nine people on the plane and every single one of them is bawling and I get to tell Jack and Inga this and it's just a great yeah. conversation and it was like okay well nice meeting you see you tomorrow morning at the taping they check into their room I check into my room which by the way I get into my room the Omni has upgraded me to a suite for nice. no apparent reason. Nice. Right? Nice. So I'm like, wow. So now I'm exhausted. I can't wait to change into my pajamas and order room service dinner and watch television and go to sleep because I have to wake up early and I'm not a morning person. Now, Divine Voice comes in once again and says this. Okay. Go to the hotel phone in your room. Pick up the phone. Ask the operator for Jack Canfield's room. See what he and Inga are doing for dinner tonight. And for the first time in my story, I say to my Divine Voice, No. Because that's creepy, and we just had a perfect conversation, and that's overstepping and a little stalkerish, and that's inappropriate, and so I'm not doing that. Right? So, so Demon Voice said, "Shut up." Yeah. Okay. De right. Demon Voice said, "Shut up" to Divine Voice. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then Divine Voice said, "No, you shut up." Divine one again. Divine one again. Divine came in and said, "No, you shut up. Go over there and do it right now." Now my heart starts pounding because I'm resisting it, but I feel like the gauntlet has been thrown down. I know that it's divine voice that's telling me to go and make the call. So I make the call and I'm praying that he's under an alias or something <laughs> so that I can't get through. No. So the call goes right through. I say, hi, Jack. This is Suzanne Huang. I just met you in the lobby. And he goes, yes, you did. And he's all happy and friendly. So I say, listen, I know it's a long shot, but what are you and Inga doing for dinner tonight? <laughs> and he says, well, Suzanne, all of the panelists from The Secret are getting together at the hotel restaurant at 7 p.m. Why don't you join us? Nice. And I'm like, okay, thank you. They were having, there were all the people that were in The Secret, the like people. Beckwith and, and, uh, by the way, of and course, Rhonda Byrne was there, right? No, she's she a wasn't director. at the dinner, but uh, she was at the show. Mm. But 
Of course, they're all staying at the Omni Hotel. Guests of the Oprah Winfrey show stay at the Omni Hotel. That's not why I stayed there, but of course, they were all there. So now, instead of room service dinner by myself, I looked up at the ceiling as if that's where my guides are, and I'm like, wow, you guys are good. Because now I'm having the friggin' holy grail, uh, you know, of the high-vibing people. I'm having dinner with them. So I go down to the hotel restaurant at 7 p.m. They have a party of 10 people. I mean, a table for 10 people and a party of nine. So in other words, hmm. there was an wow. empty chair that would have just, you know, been empty. And it was there waiting for me. Awesome. I meet Reverend Michael Beckwith. Right. He and I sit next to each other. He, I tell him I'm studying to become a science of mind minister. He says, where? I say the NoHo Center for New Thought. He says, there's no hose allowed there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I this love guy, he's you. He's a reverend who's funny. He's yeah. funny. <laughs> So we get funny. along great. He says, will you please do spiritual stand-up comedy at Agape Revelations in May? And I said, sure. And I'm thinking, what the hell is spiritual stand-up comedy? Because I'm spiritual and I do stand-up, but I had never thought to blend them. Yeah. But I heard myself say yes because I figured I have until May to figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. And I went and did it in D.C. for a thousand of his congregants. And my parents were there. And it was one of the greatest nights of my life. Yeah. Anyway. You're just answering so, the call. So, yeah, exactly. Every so day. we go <laughs> to dinner. It's fantastic. It's James Ray, Lisa Nichols, Jack Canfield, Reverend Michael Beckwith, Ricky Beebe was there, right. uh, his wife. And um, the next morning, I go down to the lobby to go to the taping, and it's 7.30 a.m. to take a cab to Harpo. And they're all there at the same time, exactly the same time, getting into the stretch limos that Oprah sent for them. So I'm like, oh. And, <laughs> and, he the, and there's one empty seat in one of the limos. So now I'm with my new best friends in a stretch limo going Nice. There. I sit there in the second row center. If you saw the episode, it was spectacular. I'm surprised that, that the building didn't you know, achieve liftoff. And then afterwards, she does an Oprah after the show. I raised my hand and I was so excited. I was like, hi, Oprah. My name is Suzanne Wong. And people started cheering. And I thought that like George Clooney had walked in. I was completely <laughs> confused. And I forgot that I'm on television. So people were like, yay, Suzanne Wong. And I was like, oh, uh, oh hi. Right. Hi. Okay, so anyway, and then I tell her the story, and she confirms that I was the first person to get it into her hands. She said that when Libby walked it over to Oprah that day, as she was walking through the office, six different people said, oh, my God, have you not seen that? That's amazing. You have to watch it. So she went home that night and watched it. Hmm. So By the way, that I was the first person. Rhonda Byrne, who created it. Yes. She owes you a check. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> right. So, really? yeah, I know. Seriously. Something? So, um, how about just, you know, just pay you back for the videos that you sent out? $3,000. How about your FedEx and your $400 and your $400 airplane ticket? So, anyway, I, I give do something this, back. And it was like amazing. And then after that's over, she has all the people from The Secret, all the panelists get up on stage for photo ops with her. And I'm sitting there going, I want my picture taken with Oprah. So I raise my hand and say, Oprah, can I have my picture taken with you? And she goes, get up here, Suzanne. So she's got her arm around me. We're having our picture taken. They say they're going to FedEx it to me. And it isn't until I'm on the plane from Chicago back to L.A. that I remember that four months prior to this moment, I had cut out a photo of me and scotch taped it next to a photo of Oprah and put it in my magical creation box, which is like a vision board, but I put it in a box. And now I have a real photo of me and Oprah hanging in my living room wall. And what I love about this story is that, you know, Mother Teresa said, we cannot do great things. We can only do small things with great love. Mm. It is a small gesture to take a piece of paper and write a letter and take a movie and put it in the mail to someone. But Mm. I did it with so much love and by the way I had nothing personally to gain from it I just thought this could have a great effect on the planet and look at the ripple effect yeah that it had hmm. can you say that quote one more time 
uh, which oh, mo- uh, Mother Teresa said, we cannot do great things. We can only do small things with great love. Mm, that's good. Now, I would like you to manifest some sponsors for us. <laughs> <laughs> can you manifest can you that? that now, that, now that you have this kind of power, I have specific people that I'd like to sponsor us. Mm-hmm. They already started Reactor Watches. Mm-hmm. They're not fully sponsoring us, but there's a potential. And I, I received all these shoes. That's what manifested. I woke up one day, and my name was Shoemaker when I was born, and <laughs> shoes have appeared. At my, I'm honest to God, with boxes of shoes. Really? And next, next week, I'll tell you all about them. Are we you, ran out of time yeah. now. Are we we're out of time? We're out of time. Yeah, it's oh, two o'clock by the way, oh, you were no. right. That was a long story. I, I told you. It's <laughs> a long story. Awesome, no, what? Not, that's, I'm glad I, I stopped you before the first break because you never would have gotten, gotten that. Do you have, have your camera here? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, do you have your camera Because I would like to ask follow up questions if Joel wants to tape for a second. Oh, oh that's right. Afterwards. We do. We're, we're like Oprah. We do an after the show. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's I don't know that you'll be as excited and say, can I have my photo with you, Craig Schumacher? I actually. Craig, you know, at home when I met you in '06, I took a I took a photo of you and Scotch taped it next to me. And who knew that someday Here I would be are. on your podcast with twelve people listening? I'd be putting that photo probably in a different divine box. <laughs> Whoa! Boom! I, boom! Oh, oh, look at her. She's all divine now. She's all boom, suck my dick, and all this stuff. Thanks for coming in and turning her into. You turn her into I the take, demon voice. I take no responsibility. No, you gave her you you enlisted her demon voice. And she's going to tell me to shut up Red now. Rum. No, <laughs> I, just, I feel more liberated. I feel more myself. This I'm, is a good thing. I'm right? glad you do. <laughs> See now, hey, Suzanne, do you want to plug your one person show? Or is it yeah. are you doing any more um, I, recently? You, actually, I'd prefer to just plug my website where people okay. can learn more about my journey and whatever I'm doing, which is SuzanneHuang.com. S U Z A N N E W H A N G dot com, and you, Facebook and Twitter. Do you have a Facebook page? I do. I have Suzanne Huang fan page and Suzanne Huang, which I have 5,000 fans. So go to my fan page. Yeah, that's what Suzanne I had to Huang do. Yeah, page. see? Yeah. We manifested that. That's right. Now we're trying to get rid of him. My demon voice is going, <laughs> cut him. <laughs> Anybody with a microphone who wants a comic on there? That's what I do. I find people with microphones. Like, I don't want to hear about your show with the hooky the, the lao. I, I cut him. I just want people. I want people in that rarefied air where we hang, Suzanne Huang. Uh-oh. That's who I want. You're still Uh-oh. my friend on there. Am I still your friend on there? I think so, yes. All right, I can't wait. To, I want to have you back right away. Okay. So you can tell another nine-hour story. <laughs> of which I have no input whatsoever. No, you that's, I have to have that. You are so jealous of my story. <laughs> I'm jealous of the story. We have takeaways on our show. Um, here's a, here are some of them. The, uh, these are from our show today, the two hours. You weren't here for the first hour, but okay. here are some takeaways that you can take home and manifest. Okay. Okay? The best shotguns are from your grandmother. That's a shotgun with a joint. Uh, you can get high on a shag carpet. These are some of the highlights of our so show today. High, yeah. Craig should be friends with Joni from Happy Days. <laughs> that was a suggestion, by the way. Do you ever get those Facebook suggestions on friends? Oh, uh, yes, I do. I did have Matthew McConaughey. I don't want to brag. He was a suggested friend. I did not friend him, though. No. He has to ask for my friendship. <laughs> He'll replace a comic. He's hot. He is hot. He golfs at my golf and course, he... by the way. Why don't you come Hello. out? Why don't you come out and just get in the cart with me? Hi, hi, Matthew. <laughs> I think you're going to take over my position in Craig's life. <laughs> <laughs> what is amazing, though, all the things that she was saying there. I didn't have to talk. These are all the things that I want to manifest in my life and. I've been talking about even the fighting with cancer. Uh, having a cancel three times means you're an overachiever. Having, having, I don't know what that means. Having me. cancer three times. Oh, having cancer three times. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's oh. me. You know, like I, most I, Asians. I couldn't read his writing. I'm an overachiever. 
Oh, oh, these are all from when you were here. I want to be a cockwaffle. <laughs> God loves Suzanne Wong. Just, Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. And uh, Scott Miller is our winner of the two tickets for your show. Yay, so, Scott Miller. Scott Miller. We will, will be Facebook we will be in Hermosa, which I worked with you there. Yes. I worked with you there. Uh, Comedy Magic Club. Sarah and I will be there on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Special guest, by the way. I don't want to put out a secret. I bet it's it'll a be secret. Craig and Suzanne. No, he's a big, major big star. I don't think I'm allowed to announce it. I mean, huge, huge. A comedian is going to be guest setting all weekend. Do we have a hint? Can you wow, you want to go with that? Yeah, just a little. Male or female? Anything? Nothing? Hint? Let me see. You Asians, you can read my mind. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what. If you get it, I will try to put it over to you. I'm going to manifest this in your mind, all right? Okay, I'm gonna see. If you, I was gonna cheat and like write it down and Louis hold it Anderson. up. Louis Anderson, bigger. Oh. I don't mean big like round. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a really, uh, really big comic who's gonna be working on some of his stand up this week. Will be at the Comedy Magic Club along with me. And by the way, big Sarah Sweet will be there. Yeah, her uh -huh. her virgin experience. What? Uh, Wait. Now I mean, they're calling. I mean there. What kind of show is this? I mean there. Okay. Maybe you should pull out your breasts during your show like Suzanne does. That <laughs> I attracts do. people. I do. I, I flash my tits. I'm like, here's what they look like now. And people are like, ah. See? Oh, do it on stage. Yeah, you do that on I'm stage. But the thing is, oh, I'm trying to people. get people to like me from the beginning. I think that might have the adverse effect. No, it won't. Yeah, effect. Any, anyone that shows their breasts, I'm using that in my promo. Like, I'm going to tweet you that. you have tits. <laughs> look, one of mine is mangled and guys still think it's hot. So. Wow. <laughs> See, she yeah. pulls hers out. I want you to pull out your two good ones. <laughs> I want you I want you I want you to bring out Woo! those good ones and show people, all right? Mom, At the Comedy I hope Magic you're Club. Listening. This is who I'm working with. Now. Thurs <laughs> Thur Thursday through. My boss just told me Saturday. to show my breasts. I'm pretty sure that's. So people like illegal. us more. <laughs> so I can draw. You know, my male boobs aren't doing anything for anyone, okay? I what, want. Is that if I lose the. Oh, so Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa, Thursday through Saturday. And then the following week will be in Agora, right in my neighborhood at the Canyon Club on the 28th of April. And we gave away tickets to uh, to this Scott Miller. Scott Miller. Thank you, Scott, for uh, contacting us. Everybody uh, stay in touch with us at the uh, Laugh It Off podcast. Uh, press like, and you'll win things. You can win a watch yep. just by just by being our friend. $1,000 watch. Amazing. Yeah. Or you can win shoes. <laughs> I had shoes that showed up. Or you can have, um, I know the, our other sponsor is... Cleanse. It's a colon cleanse. Pure cleanse. P pure cleanse. Perfect. I'm just, on yeah, it right just now. Just like rectal release. I'm a big believer in colonics. <laughs> yeah, Judy Marie's Miracles of Health. There you yes. go. Yep. So they it. might be our sponsor. Yeah. We're going to manifest a sponsor by next week. And uh, who oh, do we have next week? Do we have a guest yet? Not yet. Oh, really? I'm working on it. Maybe you can suggest some guests that you'd like to hear. No one's mm. going to top Suzanne. Maybe we'll have her back. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a lot You're to say. Yeah. <laughs> She's got I'm going to tell another nine-hour story. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, we're going to take a break until Suzanne comes back the next show. That's all, that's all it is, just yeah. a break. She just put it on pause. But yeah. uh, go to SuzanneWong.com and, uh, and stay in touch with us. It was great hanging with all of you today. I hope you had a few laughs, a little bit of inspiration, some blessings, and uh, have yourself a wonderful day. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.
fruits of our identities Soaking up all our joy and blood I'm drowning in a pool of what I once was Every secret you spread Until rumors, lies, and uncertainties Were all that was left You got a sick mentality Wanting, wanting to spread my way 